Hey, we are back for Movie Marathon. We are here for, this will be our first episode, actually, of our, our Indiana Jones run. Uh, we are going to cover uh, all four of the previous movies, as well as at some point we'll be doing Dial of Destiny. Uh, we're about a week out from that being released. But uh, but yeah, we are Ooh, excited to cover true. this one. Yeah, we're going to find out if um, Indiana Jones drives a DeLorean. It can go 80 miles an hour <laughs> in about a week. <laughs> I mean, given hey. the level of fan service and nostalgia in movies these days, it, it would not shock me if they were chasing, if they were all after a DeLorean. Well, wasn't Spielberg a producer on Back to the Future? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's all coming together. <laughs> I would love if there's a Doc, somehow like a Doc Brown. <laughs> Be careful. Because <laughs> I wouldn't put it past him. Christopher Lloyd is available and it's Spielberg. So why not? <laughs> There's a Doc Brown cameo in the uh, A Million Ways to Die in the West, the uh, Seth MacFarlane Western. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't. I don't think I could get all the way through that one. Um, well, then there's also well, I, I can't remember if it was just supposed to be Zeitgeisty, but there's the DeLorean and um, Ready Player One too. Yeah, I, I remember there yeah. being a lot of. I think that was intentional. Of, it's supposed to be Zeitgeisty. That's like a million, yeah, yeah, references and Are pop there? culture things. That movie is just like, yeah. hey, what if we just took nostalgia and put it into a fucking blender and then hit hit go? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It, it still shocks me. Spielberg directed that. <laughs> Same. It just it feels feels weird. Well, we're going to talk about that. I think we're going to talk all about <laughs> the ebb and flow of Spielberg's career as we as we discuss uh, discuss this series. The, but yeah, the best Indiana Jones movie. Yeah, we're going to talk about. Uh, I think consensus Skull. is Crystal Skull is the best one, right? That's, yeah. That's... Every... I've Everybody not heard anything it. different on the nope. internet or anything. No, nope. no, everyone. Okay, nobody, nobody's, nobody's complained about it, including me. Only okay. complaints I hear is uh, when are we getting the Shia LaBeouf spinoff? And why isn't this movie longer? <laughs> that, yeah, we've all been waiting so long. <laughs> I think um, LaBeouf round two is coming, so that's the good news. <laughs> um, I would be very curious to see the alternate universe where they did turn it over to him and see what that first movie would have been. Um, because like you just never know. Like it could have been good, <laughs> and everyone would have been shocked and been like, "Wow, I guess this is what we have now." I I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I don't think it ever would have been good. Um, <laughs> and I don't think that's a long limb to put myself out on either. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just saying like, how crazy how things can be? be. Of like, oh, it would be weird. Like, there's an alternate universe where there's been like three Shia LaBeouf Indiana Jones movies. And, and they, like and they killed him. At this they point, it's it just it's just normal to everybody, <laughs> and that's just like how it is. <laughs> and it doesn't seem strange, but to us, that would be like that. Know. That feels like what they thought this could be when they made it. And, and we should we should mention we are talking today about <laughs> Indiana Jones and and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. Or is it Crystal Skull or Crystal Skulls? Uh, Kingdom of the Crystal Skulls. There's no, there's no, no Crystal nope, Skull. It's, it's singular. Crystal All Skull, right. singular. But that, but there are multiple skulls. There are multiple skulls. <laughs> That's mm. it's it's like they may, this may not have been fully thought out. <laughs> uh, I think a lot of things were not fully thought out here, but that's okay. But um, so, I watching some behind the scenes stuff on this uh, interview with Spielberg, and he's like, "Yeah, Harrison." off and on would talk to me. I was like, oh, maybe we need to do another one. Like, I, I always get asked about it. There's a demand for it. Like, fans really want it. And I, maybe we'll get into it more on this. But I also think at this point in his career, he kind of needed it. He'd kind of had a pretty yeah. big gap in hits. Um, 
but then and then Spielberg was like, was kind of talking. No, we ended the third one like perfectly. Yeah, they did. Um, not yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm not that interested. And and he was like, and Lucas like off and on would talk to me, but his idea was always like aliens, and I'd be like, George, I've already done aliens. So like so much. I'm not really not interested in doing that. And it sounds like they just wore, wore him down. And like Lucas came. It was like, okay, okay, I have an idea, but it's not aliens. And he was telling them, and he's like, they're, inter- they're interdimensional beings. And Spielberg, like, rolled his eyes, like, George, that's aliens. And he was like, fine, we'll do it. That was, like, yeah, that uh, feels like exactly what this movie is. That's a really good analogy for how I would, I would describe this, too. Because I, 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 I did some reading um, about script treatments that they had done in kind of the early mid 90s time frame. I, I want to say around 94, 95. Um, you know, it'd been they'd put some years between uh, Last Crusade, which came out in '89, that was beloved and it, and it was a huge hit. And then you start getting into it. Sounds like Lucas is a little bored, and he's doing some script writing, or he's doing some <laughs> at least conceptual ideas for uh, Indie Part Four. All of it's involving aliens, and it's involving. I think it was involving. Didn't involve Nazis because he 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 had wanted to get away from that. I think as a as a villain at some point. Um, uh, but I read through it and it didn't make any sense. It, you could not follow it, and it was all about um, uh, aliens coming to Earth and indie. I think I think what it was was the plot was like a 1940s version of Independence Day, and they were writing the script. And the Independence Day came out, and they were effectively like, "Well, we really can't do this now because <laughs> they, yeah, they just I did it with Will Smith." On that too. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I I have a very firm belief that anything that doesn't work in this is laid firmly at the feet of George Lucas, and it does <laughs> feel like he just wore Spielberg. Like it felt as if Spielberg had spent three movies rebuffing weird ideas from Lucas. And after 30 years, he's just like, fuck it, just do it. All right. If you want to do that, George, great. We're just going to do that. Like, I don't want to, I don't want to fight you anymore. <laughs> well, Fine, you want to do like, aliens, we're going to do aliens. Yeah. <laughs> feels like Lucas is always pushing to, towards the more like supernatural. Yeah. Um, kind of outlandish st- stuff. And maybe Spielberg's always trying to like rein that in a bit to ground it. And, <laughs> um, and it's just weird when you get to a point in a franchise where now between like all the stuff we've seen, it's like, yeah, I guess there's like this all takes place in a world where like the supernatural is like real. <laughs> um, Which uh, there's parts that I don't I don't mind the alien piece because I don't feel like that's a stretch because in the last three movies before this you've seen the power of god twice yeah. where it, it actually kills people or has a supernatural effect uh which okay so that's plausible i get that and then you watch uh temple of doom and it's it's a similar thing it's something supernatural where there's somebody who can if they if they harness the power of those stones can can do something that no human being should be able to do so to me, aliens weren't a far stretch. It's just how the pieces come together for this. And for this, for me, it feels like they're trying to graft an India, uh, an Indiana Jones story onto an aliens movie. And it doesn't, they don't really kind of mesh that well. And my example for that is when they go to Peru and they start get, encountering all these ancient cultures that are just buried in walls. <laughs> you're like, well, it feels like the opening of Raiders, but they're trying to stitch it around and, 
alien movie. I was like, it's not, that's where just that's where the whole thing starts to fall apart for me. And the I think we have this a lot on our notes of the MacGuffin of the Crystal Skull <laughs> is a little unclear because, like, obviously the Holy Grail is the, is. I think the best because it's the most obvious you immediately get like, well, that's like our thing in the real world where people have gone off searching for the Holy grail. And like, that's like, I don't need any background on that. I know why people would want that. That is a real thing. People want, um, I get him. And then the Ark of the covenant, it w- works. They do a great job of explaining it, but then it's also, it's just like biblical power. It's like old Testament, yeah. biblical power. I get it. And then in there, I mean, like I'm not grounded in what the Sankara stones are based in, but it, you kind of, you can make the jump because of the first one. Like, okay, it's a different religion, sacred object, and has great power. Like, all right, I get it. The skulls, like, it's just arbitrary. It's like, well, what does this do? Like, it has no. It does whatever the movie wants it to do. It's not based on any. There's no one out in the world who like really believes in this, except this like crazy Russian person. Um, yeah, <clears throat> that, this... and so it's asking you to make a leap of, and like I don't know, maybe maybe there's you were talking about um, a book that was big in the fifties or sixties, kind of about. Yeah, it's um, it's called uh, Chariot of the Gods, and it was. It, I think it's been largely disproven now. Um, but it was, oh, you I, think? Um, and actually, I gotta find out. My mom said that she thinks my dad taught a class on it in the seventies. <laughs> so, um, it was by this. I, I, I the name. I, I forgot the name. Uh, I had it when we were, we were talking about earlier. But uh, it's a German author who wrote a book, effectively saying that a lot of the unexplained things that have that have come up come through history, culture, and history, like the pyramids you know, some of the hieroglyphics, how certain structures like Machu Picchu were built, effectively theorizing that that they're all constructed by aliens and that a lot of our culture has been based around aliens inserting themselves into human history. And it, it's interesting ideas, but I think they were mostly disproven. But that's, uh, apparently that was a very big, that came out, I think the book came out in 1968. That was a very big um, cultural discussion point for a long time, apparently. And what it sounds like is it feels like is maybe during this time period, that's kind of what Spielberg and um, uh, well, I'll say Lucas. And I think Lucas is behind the story. Lucas is stitching a lot of, of that into, into the crystal skull plot, which is, you know, and, and that's kind of what this movie is, is aliens have a huge influence on, on culture and, um, uh, and build, building ancient societies. Yeah. And I, I, I don't mind that idea. I think the I issue either. doing it in like, was this 2008 Mm -hmm. um is it had gone when the idea when so if you made this movie in like 1974 yeah and that idea is a little it's kind of like fresh in the zeitgeist it would be like oh okay i get like yeah they've caught up in this new fad or thing like 2008 it's like yeah that idea has been around for 50 years and kind of been disproven but it's like no one serious really believes in that or um and so it's not like a biblical religious text of oh people have believed in this for thousands of years that kind of give it a grounding Mm -hmm. it's like the i don't know pop culture science 
of the moment type stuff, which is just, I don't know, it's, it loses, loses me a little bit of, it's like, okay, like, why are they going after this? Like, who cares? Like, it doesn't, I don't no, know what it, the consequences are. I, I agree. I, I wonder too, whether it was intentional or not, um, in Raiders, for example, they use things that are, even if you're not a, a Christian or you don't go to church, I think the, the covenant and the 10 commandments are, are fairly universally known people, you know, culturally that's a thing not you know beyond just the religion itself and what yeah um, in western culture like it's unavoidable right and and people everybody, like the no, ten everybody, commandments it, plays yeah. easter sunday on cbs like yeah. with charlton heston kind of thing like it's like oh okay i have a even if you're jewish even if you're hindu you you, you still have an, a, some frame of reference of, of what that is so it, it helps you reach a wider audience as to what the stakes may be and nazis everybody knows nazis are bad guys it's <laughs> <That's> pretty <laughs> easy one so it's Wait, funny what? because because uh, yeah oh shit um uh but oh, I gotta go take down that flag in my lawn oh no <laughs> Mike's a proud boy um uh they they tap into things that are very very universally understood and that works really well in Raiders and it works pretty well and to me for the most part and and Last Crusade and I think that to your point maybe that's where this fails is they're getting a little conspiracy theory with stuff. And in a way that it's, yeah, you're right. Like I just don't know what the Russians are going to do with this crystal skull. I think it's for mind control, but then they're never, <laughs> it, 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 yeah. it never feels like it's this overarching plot. It's like, why do you think you can control people? Like you can control do worldwide mind control with this. Like what is like, I don't think we have any evidence that that's like a thing. Uh, yeah. I, I think, what was it? So Raiders is the Nazis could have it a an ultimate weapon that will that will let them effectively execute all of their their plans for the Third Reich to take over the world. Um, part or let's see, Temple of Doom, you have possession and child and severe child abuse. Are, <laughs> you know, good things to stop. And then part three again is Nazis with an ultimate weapon. So you have these things where even if it's not the whole world you have you set well, some stakes and in this i'm like ah, i don't i don't and part two does a good job with the <clears> he's, <throat> he's like what is that he's like fortune and glory kid fortune and glory where it's a prequel so it's telling the characters maybe at a younger more like self-interested point and so it's like oh like these are famous arche like archaeology objects where he's seeing like gain for himself in this and it's like, oh, that's worth the like. Oh, I'll take a chance and going after this. That's kind of what I do. And like, and like, yeah, this is this doesn't. I mean, I know he's trying to save somebody, but you already did that in Last Crusade, and where he's saving his dad. Yeah. And this is kind of losing <clears throat> that a bit because they never reveal it's Marion. Whereas maybe if they reveal it was Marion earlier, it would yeah, it you'd stakes. give you some motivation of oh, he's gonna go save Marion. Like, yeah. Well, you said it pretty well. It felt like the whole intent was to hit all the same plot beats that Last Crusade does, but they do it with, in my mind, they do it with a less compelling cast, and they do it with a less compelling story. And the whole thing just feels feels weaker. Um, and there's... I want to say a touch. There's, a, there's, there's way too much humor injected into this, uh, you know? They try and make it too slapsticky at times. And I'm like, you know, it just doesn't it doesn't work for me. I think 
it's funny because you and I both watched this in the same order. We watched this, then we watched Temple of Doom. And if you watch those back to back, it's crazy how much energy from Temple of Doom comes out in this. Yeah. yeah. So my criticism in, in, in basically this Temple of Doom and Last Crusade is all, all of them like, okay, I, I probably need to recalibrate my brain of what I think an Indiana Jones movie is. Because <laughs> all of them, I'm complaining. Oh, there's too much slapstick humor. It doesn't feel like Indiana Jones. And it's like, well, I guess at this point, that's on me. Because <laughs> they've made it pretty clear that there's going to be some slapstick humor now in these movies. <laughs> like, Raiders doesn't really have that. Um, but the rest are injected heavily with some pretty goofy humor. Um, th- They are. I, I, Temple of Doom feels like the first time they do it in series and i think that's okay it seems to work for me it you know it seems to work for me at least work a little bit better um but it is yeah here it, it just feels like it's too played out i guess that's that's the frustration for me and um, yeah, i'm really curious to do this um with my with um the kids because we've done the first three now uh, and so we still have to do this one before the new one comes out but the humor stuff plays so much better for them like that's some of their favorite parts and so i have to like like, oh i probably need to remember that these aren't these aren't just made for 40 year old men like (laughs) it's about a 40 year old man but it's not made for 40 year old men right that there the idea is for like spielberg and lucas are like oh like when we were kids they went to the movies like what did we want to see what was fun like what was and um, and that's what they're putting into it. And like, yeah, like that's why there's this some of the slapstick humor. Um, because that's what kids are gonna laugh at. And um that it's uh, just yeah, it's just sometimes you get especially when it's something you loved as a kid, you get so caught up in like this is for me. I think that was so I went to go see this in theaters when it came out in 08. Um, and I I had that mindset of because I'd seen Last Crusade in theaters as a kid and uh, um, going to see this in theaters, I, I did feel like, okay, it's, I'm excited because I'm now as a young adult, I'm, I'm in a position where I get to go see these, these movies and Harrison Ford's still around and it's George Luke. It's kind of like they got the whole band back together. And so I was excited about that. But when I went to go see it in theaters, you're right. I, I, I had, I think I, I my brain wasn't calibrated for what, this was probably going to be and that that screwed me off I, I walked away pretty much hating this movie <laughs> <laughs> which i've come back around on big parts of it but um it's not my favorite obviously but but I, I i i do think i didn't have the right mindset going into it and that's i've probably i guess probably matured um that in too. the time but I, I remember generally liking this <clears throat> when it came out but i think i was just in a place where for this, um, this, this is not an era where I like a lot of the blockbuster kind of movies that are coming out. I never really liked the like, Pirates of the Caribbean, which Same. all those would have been around this Transformers. time. Transformers. Yeah, never did much for me. Um, but for this, I was, I think I was just really happy. I think there's a new Indiana Jones movie. I get to go see it at the movie theater. Like... <laughs> that's good enough. Like that's it's already giving me enough of what I want. Like as long as it's not like fucking awful, like, <laughs> I'm fine. <laughs> like, And that's kind of where I'm at with like dial of destiny. I'm like, 
I'm expecting it to kind of be about this level where it's like, oh, some stuff really works and it's like a blast. Some stuff sort of works. I can see what they're going for. Maybe it's like, oh, they're trying to do the thing from Raiders and it's not quite as good. And then some stuff is like flat out not going to work. Like Mutt swinging through the jungle on vines and be like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. But um, That's a good example of why this movie, that yeah, yeah I think you're 100% correct, <clears throat> is... The parts that I didn't like about this were things that felt like George Lucas choices to me. <laughs> I'll be honest, like I, that's why I, I I don't Spielberg's too competent of a director to have made some of these creative choices. I feel like, and uh, I don't he know, lets, he, <laughs> he lets them happen, but it, he. I've seen the Lost World, so <laughs> that's not that bad, though. I don't I don't think. No, but I think it's got some of the sequel choices that you see where it's kind of hitting the same notes and not as good a way or oh yeah no um, that's true i mean it, it, I, it does <laughs> but it's not that, that the movie to me was absolutely I, I forgot about it i blocked it from my memory of when mutt is swinging from those vines because it's so yeah dumb. no i literally blocked it from my memory too because watching it like, i've seen this several times and watching it this time I hope my brain I had like a growing sense of dread when he was like, <laughs> in the trees and there were the monkeys. I was like, holy shit. It was like, I, I think he's going to do it. I don't know. If, but is this like a Mandela effect where I have this like, it looks like it's going to happen. So your brain give, like kind of gives you an image of it happening, but they didn't really do it. Right. No, they <laughs> did it. Like, nope. Nope. They did it. He did it. And like, it was oh as God. bad as you thought. They're, yeah. they're, they're really big on animal reactions in this too there's two or three uh gopher reactions at the beginning <laughs> there's the monkey reaction uh towards the end so a lot a lot going on with animals in this movie there's that giant ant with the cigar in his mouth that's like oh <laughs> <huh?"> <laughs> uh yeah it's humphrey bogart ant um yeah yeah it's just that's 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 what i don't like about this is there's some creative choices that felt totally unnecessary and take you so far out of the movie without really delivering for any reason and uh it just doesn't it, it falls apart for me because of that yeah i think there are no perfect moments like in last crusade we talked about some of like those like the two like editing cuts like the one at the beginning from the cold open into him on the boat and then the one to denholm elliot walking around lost of yeah there's like perfect moments in it so that like you're willing to forgive a lot or you're on the movie side. So in a scene, a t moment where you, you might, if you were iffy on the movie, you might swing back of like, okay, that was dumb. You're like cutting it some slack. You're along for the ride. You're having fun. Whereas in this, it's like, it hasn't won you over. So when it hits an iffy moment, it's like, yeah, this is not that good. <laughs> like nothing has happened. Like it's just lacking those, like perfect iconic moments that you particularly have in one and three that really like and carry the franchise into what it is. And so when Shia LaBeouf swinging through the jungle on vines, it's like, okay, this is, this is bad. <laughs> it is. And it's just, it's unnecessary. It doesn't move the plot forward. So it's like, why take, why make this leap now? 
for, yeah. for this. And it takes you out of the movie because like, why are you doing this? You only reason you'd be doing this is because you think it's awesome. It's like it is not. Yeah, yeah it's because <laughs> as a kid, George Lucas was super into uh Tarzan and he's so fucking yeah. rich now that he he somebody will just let him put this in a movie. Like that's how <laughs> successful he has become. He's just he's just flexing on people with this stuff. Like that's the problem. <laughs> um well uh we want, do you want to talk about the cast next? Or what do you think? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, it's good. Yeah. I mean, it's a great cast. Yeah. I don't I don't think they're great characters. They're not well as written. As far as like the new yeah. characters. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, uh, I, I was happy to see Karen Allen come back as Marion. Um, I remember in 08 being pretty excited because it was, it was cool because it was the first time since... 1981 that she's been in one of these movies and um i liked her a lot in raiders uh it's why watching this again i i had not really watched this since 2008 uh so um i watching this on a second time i it did feel like she's wasted a little bit here and it's a little too happy-go-lucky for somebody who's been kidnapped by soviets <laughs> so yeah, she she does a good job of kind of recapturing the Marion energy. Yeah, that like pluckiness, but the movie's not giving her anything it, to it, do. It doesn't give her the scenes like she has in Raiders, where it's like the opening scene when you meet her and she's in the <clears> drinking <throat> contest, or where she's having the dinner with Belloc, and kind of they're kind of going back and forth. Like she's always just like captured or along for the ride with Indy that you're right. Yeah. They don't give her her character much to do. Uh, yeah. It feels like she's only there to set up the mutt motivation. And then it just works out that she's his, that, that mutts her son and Indy, and Indy's son. But yeah. Um, yeah. And I like, I mean, there's some good dialogue between her and Indy back and forth, kind of bickering, like capturing some of that Raider stuff. But, um, it's uh, it's so obviously like recapturing, trying to recapture that spirit, and I think it does a decent job of it. But you're right; her character is never. She's just, oh, is this a prisoner of the Russians? Um, <laughs> the entire time, yeah, I hadn't really thought about it that way. Of it, it takes like, the teeth out of what the character was in Raiders, I think. Um, yeah, <clears throat> which is a shame. Um, she it needs a scene of her like, drinking with someone in this. <laughs> Uh, like drinking with like a Russian, like drinking him under the table or something. I'm just like still giving like, oh, she still got it, kind of. That, that's not a bad idea, actually. It would give her a. Um, she she just needs something, some more agency in this because she never really gets much to do. But <clears throat> it is what it is. Um, uh, I actually liked um, staying with the female cast. I liked uh, Kate Blanchett in this as Irina uh, or Doctor uh, uh, was it Spalco. Spalco, yeah. Um, I thought she did a pretty good job. Uh, she feels like she's the only person who tonally understands the movie she's actually in. I thought that was a great point you made in your notes with that. It was. Of... <laughs> that no, I think she's. I think she's great. I think the character, <laughs> for me, it's a little too uh, much of an amalgamation of yeah. previous villains from Indiana Jones. But I, I think she's great. They did a great job with what they give her. But I think you're exactly right. She is in this movie. She like 
she is out there and crazy and looking for this crystal skull and she matches that energy perfectly. And I think the other characters are in whatever their favorite Indiana Jones movie <laughs> is. <laughs> and they're excited to be in their favorite Indiana <clears throat> Jones movie. And they're like, Oh, I'm in like Raiders or I'm in last crusade. Um, where she is like firmly in the <laughs> kingdom of the crystal skull. Um, Which is okay. Yeah, she, I think she's playing it for what, what was being asked for i thought she did a good job yeah i think um, she does a, yeah i think she nails what she's but you're right she feels like doing. she's supposed to be a, a combination of maybe taught from um raiders and then i can't remember his name but the the general that is the bad nazi general at the end of crusade yeah and those are the exact same two i was gonna say so I, oh, yeah. okay all right <laughs> so I, I think i think we may have nailed it <clears throat> um yeah you She's supposed to be bookish and, and and weird because she's into the supernatural, but then she's also got a physical presence that can rival Indy. So I, I yeah, in doing it that way, her character never really makes any choice one way too much, one way or the other. So it never feels like she's really got a personality that's or a character that's established that well, though. Yeah, if that makes sense. Yeah, and she's supposed to be like super smart and then it's kind of what i talked about already i i don't believe this crystal skull stuff and they don't do enough to sell me a smart person would believe this <laughs> so she's crazy <laughs> yeah like, take away. <laughs> and i know I like i know she's seen like so i guess we get into another cast so ox a john yeah. hurt yeah like she's seen him like he's gazed into the crystal skull and it's driven him mad and stuff so like i guess like she's seen that this thing does have power um of some sort but it's just the leaps of it she's like oh and i can logically use this <laughs> to for mind control um yeah it's it does feel like she's almost like on a rogue mission that that the kremlin has not approved of that She's just out here in left field trying to figure this thing out. Nobody really knows what's going on. Which is a little bit um, Donovan and Elsa in Last Crusade. Yeah, of that's true. They had their own that. ideal or their their own... Um, and I guess even Belloc from Raiders. Ambitions. Should... Uh, yeah, that's true. I always, for, I always forget that the end is he's basically doing it under the premise that they don't want to go back to, to Berlin and open up the the covenant and find that there's nothing in and nothing in yeah there. Or, um uh if they had could have melted hitler uh yeah well <laughs> see if but belloc hadn't intervened world war ii never would have happened mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um but yeah I, I i didn't really enjoy ox uh it feels like john it he just feels like a MacGuffin that's in there for the whole the sole purpose of we got to solve this mystery on screen. Okay. Instead of having the, the book that Henry wrote or Henry wrote in uh, last crusade that they used the, mm. his, 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 uh, I can't what the term was where, where, the, the diary, the diary. Thank you. Uh, which, which has all these answers and all these, these, this research and history that he's managed to compact into a single book. They use that as sort of the MacGuffin on how they, they solve and figure out a lot of, a lot of traps and, you know, plot devices. Here they just use John Hurt instead of instead of a book. It's like, and he yeah. has about as much presence as a book as the diary. Yeah. So. And so my issue is with the character. 
the character literally knows all the answers already. Exactly. It's just he's crazy. And so you can't like flat out ask him, but it's just such a convenient plot device every moment that you need to you need to take the next step to find it. Yeah. That oh we'll we'll ask him and finally decipher his answer. But like the whole time having someone there who knows every answer and so it's not like it's not Indy ever figuring things out. No, it's just him. It's him deciphering Ox. the madness of his friend. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, that is less. It's not like, uh, yeah, it's not. It's not like, exciting. It's just detective archaeology work. It. It's oh, he figured out when he's moving his hand around, he's trying to draw. <laughs> it's like awesome. How exciting. Um, that yeah, and so it's, and then. Especially at the end, um, where it takes some of the teeth out of like the fun. Oh, they're going into this like lost city. It's like, oh, well, he's been he's been here before. Like he, he did this a week ago. <laughs> yeah, he went. Then he went like, crazy. Yeah. <laughs> the, um. Yeah, that that didn't. Yeah, I, he, he, I like John Hurt. I think he's he's a yeah. Good I think actor. he's he's and, good. I just don't. He's not. It's used a one well note. This character literally because he's crazy the whole time until like the very end yeah yeah uh, so and then as, as soon as the only the skulls, given one note to play I mean, as soon as the skulls uh collapse into a single end up being it it doesn't make him crazy anymore it, that that, yeah, that, that they don't ever weird. really explain is as if it has some control over him but you don't understand why and when it when it's lifted you also don't understand why um and so yeah they're trying to use him to bring the skull back like why are they why is it making him crazy if like it, he can be not crazy like exactly. if that's the goal it's yeah it's yeah it's, i don't what if what are they trying to do here uh it, it it again it feels like they're grafting pieces of an indie story onto a supernatural story and the two never you can see the seams pretty badly and that never that never worked for me. Um, uh, uh, yeah, sorry. I, I realize I'm just keep shitting on this movie. <laughs> I should probably not do that. Um, um, so yeah. So, all right. Do you want to? Hmm. Well, I guess we still have some more more cast we can we can go to. Well, that's right. I, I, I kind of stopped stopping myself. The last one's played by Ray Winstone, um, Mac, which is supposed to be the Sala and the short round of this movie. Um, I like the actor. I don't. They don't do. A, I, I don't. What I don't like about his character throughout the movie, though, is they really try and lay on a lot of exposition very, very quickly, very early uh, without without a lot of context. And it's funny. So we I think we've both now watched uh, this. We've 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 watched Raiders Last Crusade or I'm sorry, um, uh, Temple Doom and Last Crusade. And it, I, to props to Spielberg in his early movies because when they give Indy a little sidekick guy, he does a really good job of telling you there's a history with these people without having to really just do a massive exposition dumps, right? And, and that's what I, I really appreciate with Short Round is um, you can tell there's there's a fondness and a closeness between Indy and Short Round, but they never have to tell you. I think more than it's maybe more than a few lines that of how they met and you can see there's a bond and a relationship there 
and even with uh Sala and I'd say with uh um gosh another character I was thinking of but you you can see the bond and you can see the connection with Mac you you, you meet him with Indy in like the first five minutes and then he's just dumping exposition about like oh it's not like that time we, I was like okay yeah like I don't I don't I don't like this it's just, it's, it's the, just badly done it's the them. characters themselves saying it yes as to each other which feels weird so then like Raiders it's um Denholm Elliott's character yeah who says to, and Indy's like I'm gonna get like I'm gonna go see um uh, try to go see Abner yeah um about the the headpiece and um. Oh, what's Denim? Um, Brody, who says Brody, to him, Marcus Brody. says to him, oh, like, well, what about like Marion? Like, you think she's still mad at you? Yeah. <laughs> and Indy's like, oh, in ancient history. You're like, but that's like a very reasonable question to it's ask. It's a normal conversation. And it's have. like, <laughs> it's a, it's the, it's a third character kind of being like, I'm aware there's like a history here. And so it's kind of telling the audience of like, oh, okay, there's some tension between these two characters. Whereas it was, yeah, it's not Mac being like, like just like Scotland, Dave. Eh? Yeah, I, I think if you're about to be shot by a bunch of Soviets, you're not like, hey, remember that time that we almost got shot by Nazis <laughs> ten years ago? Um, so I, it's frustrating. Because, again, the whole movie hits the beats that it feels like it's supposed to, but it does it in a way that is not as intelligent as the previous movies have done it. To your point, it's not a yeah bad movie. It's just well, and to so the point it, of all these characters, I think there are too many. Yeah, like I don't think you needed Mac if you're bringing Marion back because that should be, or if you're giving him Mutt, his son now, because that should be the relationship, the person he's working with to do this. And then you're adding in this Mac character who's always double crossing people and is sometimes in these friends and does an enemy. It's like, but like what like it's distracting from these important relationships in Indy's life that I want to see time with. Yeah. I, and... I, I'm not sure if Mac even exists outside of a thread to tie how the Soviets track track Indy or or especially at the end. I mean, he comes back, he he's a not a double agent again for the last half of the third act. Then he is again. <laughs> Right, <laughs> it, 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 it felt like it was only so that the Soviets could very quickly follow them into what was going to be the final scene with with Kate uh, Blanchett's character. It's it, it's just it's just poorly used. I, it, it's not a bad character, but it it feels like it's only there in service of moving stuff forward, not not really actually doing a better job telling the story. Yeah, and it feels like maybe trying to have a foil to Indy in terms of his career things like so like Belloc's like the other side of the coin from Indy as an archaeologist and then you have like um same with like Elsa and Donovan in um in Last Crusade of it kind of gives like oh like Indy showing his moral code of being like an archaeologist mm -hmm. or something of like showing like a true mercenary person to kind of make him seem better <laughs> Yeah, um, in that, they do, they do almost... a lot of good world building through characters in the first couple. Here, here it's it doesn't it just doesn't come together. Um, 
which is a shame. I'll tell you, I would talk about some things we did like about this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I feel like I'm just shitting on everything. Hope everyone enjoyed the uh, 45 the, minutes of, of us complaining. complaining. Um, the Shia I, LaBeouf, your I, favorite character. In the I, <laughs> if you want to talk about him, we can talk about him. I'm just going to try and turn this positive. But I'm uh, the one thing that. I was going to say is sometimes watching movies that you've seen multiple times, especially uh, in a series. Um, <laughs> something clicks in your brain of like of something they did and you feel really dumb. And I had that moment in this movie where, uh, so Shia LaBeouf, uh, I forget what his name is even supposed to be in this, he's but really, he's taken, he's Henry Jones. The third, this is, is he? Is, okay. That, that, well, well Henry, that's his full or, name. Yeah. But but he, go ahead. Sorry. He call, he's taken on and called himself mutt. Yeah. Um, which I, I was like stupid fifties greaser biker gang slang is how I dismissed it in my brain initially. And watching this one, uh, I don't know, and I don't know if it's watching like a bunch so close together, or, but I don't know. I've done that before. But this one, I was like, holy shit! How did I not put together what they're doing? He's calling himself mutt like a dog, which is Indiana, Indiana yeah. Jones took the name Indiana from the dog, and I was like, I am a moron. Oh, I missed <laughs> I too. Put how did I not put this together? <laughs> I I missed it too for until you pointed. I'd never had thought about that. I just thought I thought it was the same thing you said. I thought it was some sort of fifties greaser thing, and that was the whole point. Was it, he? It's in character, but you're right. It it, it works out as uh, um, and it's, obviously it's, it's a fun nod, I guess. Yeah, they're trying to take that character and make him everything. Like every problem Henry Jones Senior had with his son. Like give now Indy has to deal with that with his son kind of thing of like rebelling and doing all this stuff. Um, and so he t- like he took the name Mutt, and that's not even just like Indiana. It's um, but like it, it can't be it, it, it can't be ironic though because he doesn't know that Indiana Jones is his dad. That's 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 the the thing that kind of gets me is like, well, yeah, he's not. I don't know. I like that better that he's not doing it intentionally. It's. Okay, like kind okay. of in the DNA of they both were attracted to the same idea kind of thing that they have these similarities that they don't even realize um uh these are the things the movie's going for um it, it, yeah yeah fair I wish I had picked up on that sooner because uh, I do feel like an idiot too <laughs> I just <laughs> yeah. never realized that was what they were they were trying to uh to message um yeah I look um it's weird looking back at this with Shia LaBeouf now, because if you, if you look at his trajectory, it did feel like he was going to be a huge A-lister at this point. It, it's thinly veiled to me that they're trying to position him to potentially uh, succeed Harrison Ford in the franchise. But it's funny because today, if, if you were to tell me, yeah, we're going to pick Shia LaBeouf and he's going to be our next franchise. runner, You're like, yeah. oh, you're, you're heading for the gutter. Well, buddy. <laughs> and that was, well. At the time, even recognized like that was some of the problem of there was so much in like the zeitgeist and the pre-production and everything mm-hmm. of oh he's going to be Indy's son and they're setting it up for him to take over the franchise and that's so much weight to put on not even just the actor but put on a character in the movie. Well, um, it, it takes a this big character out too. needs you, to be iconic. Yeah, and, and it's like no, that's way too much. Like you got to let that happen organically 
Like, well, but I, I think that's beloved. what the the Tarzan thing was supposed to be was oh he can swing on stuff like that's kind of like a like whip making that move. Of, I was like oh, no 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 no, and it was like way too. And so yeah, putting that I don't know. It definitely was in there of like oh like maybe this can spin off. Like you can keep this keep this money train going. Of, I, I think you're right. The pre-production of this, I do remember it was messaged pretty heavily that I, I, I don't think they tried to come out and say it, but it was very obvious that in, that Mutt was going to be is, his son. If this goes well, we're going to, yeah. Yeah, and I think that if you sort of know that the plot twist or the, the big reveal in the movie, it really de-heightens the whole thing for you. Because to, to well, me, I feel like I was yeah. watching this just waiting, like, okay, when are they going to reveal that he, they, they both know their their father? And it's yeah, just, it's, it's kind of timing at that point. It's something that needs to be completely unknown and unexpected, or so obvious to the audience. Well, I guess it's pretty obvious to the audience and not the characters. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's so I, I don't know. I think it works okay. It's just it's. Within the movie, I think it works okay. It's all the stuff outside the movie, and I don't know how to judge that because it's not necessarily the movie's fault. Although, I mean, it kind of is. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's 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 the you're right. It's the problem of movie making is I think they wanted to probably draw a younger audience marketing problem. Yeah, and and yeah, so they 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 note that um, they note that uh, a lot that. LaBeouf is in the movie and he's got a big role and you know but it's kind of hard yeah I, I I see what they're trying to do is they want their cake they want to have their cake and eat it too and it kind of screws up the way you you watch the movie but he doesn't do a bad job I don't think his character is well developed in this I just I think um, for for how short this actually is and it's a two I think it's right at two hours um, yeah they just they just cramming a lot of a lot of stuff into this and and it's you know, if you look at the old, um, or the old, the previous Indiana Jones movies, I'd say Crusade is the one where you get the most backstory of Indy, and they managed to deliver it really well as they're progressing the plot along between him and Indy. And I think we we talked about when we recorded Last Crusade, the scene when they're in the the blimp, and you're getting a ton of exposition about um, Indy's childhood and why he he left, and you get it in about two or three minutes, and it's a two or three minute window right before they pivot into the next big action sequence. And it's, it's really well done that you get just enough to give you context. And then you keep the whole thing moving here. It's like, they have to, they're trying to stop the plot for the, during the first 45 minutes, give a bunch of exposition, get them to have a relationship and then keep the movie going forward. And I just, it's too much. I think, I think they're asking too much of themselves for the amount of time they're trying to keep this, keep this in. Yeah. And we get, we never get anything from Mutt about his life. No. Outside this prior to this. So like his kind of defining feature is, oh, he's Indiana Jones' son. And it's like he's never really becomes a character beyond that. I mean, here a little bit like he works on like motorcycles and stuff. And it's like but I don't know. We could use a little more grounding of who he is. If he's gonna be this integral a character and important of like what matters to him, like who he is, what he wants, what, yeah, uh, it's. I don't know. So we're supposed to be talking about stuff we like. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I will say I actually like the first forty-five minutes of this a lot, and I think 
it's um I wish they had kept the same energy and pacing of the first 45 minutes. I think it's it's fun that uh uh I like that they move this forward. They skipped World War II, uh, which is probably a good thing. You know, we've seen Nazis twice now. Like we can let's move on. Yeah. Um, and that it's even 10 years past the Roswell uh events, which that's that's what a lot of this plot revolves around is the crystal skull aliens, whatever the hell they're called. Uh, little little gray men uh, in suits. Uh, they that is a plot point that Indy was involved in. You do get some good exposition with the government that you know he was Indy was effectively abducted and brought with a bunch of other scientists to it to investigate this. And that's what was the Russians knew that, and that's what the tie-in was to bring him to Area Fifty One. Um, and then I, I I liked the the whole warehouse scene where it turns out that it's also where the Ark of the Covenant is and and but they're not even worried about that <laughs> they just ignore and sidestep that whole thing, and uh, that you know uh, Indy is able to outsmart the the Russians and I liked I I, I made me laugh I, I thought it was funny when he he swings on his uh, whip to try and land in the back of a truck to 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 take control of it and he fails and it's because he's too old and right like, okay all right and it's a very indie well. moment of like his plan didn't work out so now he's gonna yeah. improvise a new plan but I, I i i liked it i thought that was fun and it was fun to see him set in in 1950s uh uh america i the the lead lined um refrigerator Bridge. thing <laughs> yeah. uh Sure, it doesn't work practically. He'd probably be he'd probably be a, a bag of meat inside of that refrigerator. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, what works for me in that is that was such a cultural thing of the frid- refrigerators of that time of like yeah. not getting inside them because you need it locked inside, and that um, they were like lead lined refrigerators. <laughs> and so, and so they, I think you had to be of a certain age maybe for that to work for you over like a certain exposure to like certain ideas kind of maybe similar to talking about like the chariot of the gods thing of like, yeah. If you lived through these zeitgeist moments, you kind of recognize what the movie's referencing and it plays a little better. Whereas if you kind of missed out on that in the culture, you're kind of just like, what are they doing? <laughs> like It's that. And so it's like a bit of a joke, but if you're not aware <laughs> of the context it's using, then the joke's not really going to land for you. <laughs> yeah, fair. Um, um, so one I, thing I, I do ahead, like you referenced when the FBI comes and talks to him and the, uh, the janitor from scrubs is really giving him a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's also one of the fans from uh, uh major league. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, they're not that shitty after all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but it's a scene that's obviously playing off the opening of Raiders where the government agents come and they're asking him about the Ark of the Covenant. And they're like, well, obviously we came to the right man. But it's a very friendly, non-threatening. They're there to ask for help. Whereas these FBI agents come in and they're aggressively like. This is suspicious. Peak, You're working peak with Red Scare, right? Yeah. I, I think the 1957 was the middle of the Red Scare. And it's it's a fun way to set the tone of how America has changed. Yeah. And how, how much distrust is in the air that like even Indiana Jones isn't above suspicion. Like they're like, we don't care what you've done before. Like you, you could be a not like a communist sympathizer now. And we're going to sniff you out. 
Um, it, interesting. Sorry, I was just reading about this. Uh, the Red Scare uh, was early fifties, but it was actually based on uh, McCarthy died in nineteen fifty seven. I wonder if there's got some interesting overlap with okay hmm. with that and maybe the tone of the anyway. Sorry, um, and I I think it does. But again, talking about who's kind of who is this movie made for? Well, a ten year old. A lot of this is going to be over their head. Yeah. And kind of kind of slow the movie down a bit, whereas it's for like, oh, like a 30, 40 year old is going to be OK. I get they're referencing like McCarthyism and the Red Scare and how things are changing now, trying to maybe heighten the threat of everyone's worried about the communists. Like they're the new Nazis, at least in the mind of like the government. Um, but I did think it was fun to take that, take the riff on that, because normally when they go like they're trying to follow the beats of it. It's like, oh, like he's got to go, he's got to meet Donovan. And it's a friendly conversation where he, you'd get an exposition dump of, um, here's what the grail and the history of it all is. Yeah. Whereas this was, um, it's like, oh, there's mistrust and tension and that to the point where, like, oh, the government brought him in and he still doesn't even know what this, what this was because times have changed. They're not just <laughs> out here talking about their their secrets and um i thought that's that was a, a fun twist on the on that kind of exposition dump scene of the MacGuffin. you're right i i actually like that too um to you to use your point it, it's funny that they don't come back to it they don't they don't do more with that and and those uh fbi guys never i don't think they ever come back right they don't even come back no again. which i do wish no i and that would have been another good, a good callback if they were there at the end kind of talking about yeah like wrapping up the case something. Or, but I, yeah. I guess in this one you're they're wrapping it up with the wedding um which is probably trying to this could be the last one so we want to give a, a happy send-off yeah like an ending to match the riding off into the sunset with his dad from the third one of oh we like we want some big bow on it that yeah for the character which uh, i kind of get that no, I do, I do too. Um, and I, I, I again, uh, for the first half of what I enjoyed, I like the 50s stuff with the, it's a fun opening where it's the teenagers that are in a hot rod that are, that are blasting across the desert. And then the, you don't know it at the, in the moment, but it's one of the Russian uh, <laughs> soldiers in disguise actually starts racing them. Yeah, I do. I, I, I like, you've said this too, but I enjoy that that soldier gets into it, and yeah. especially when you find out he's actually a Russian soldier. <laughs> yeah, like, it's like, all right, that's a fun touch. Um, yeah. And it's nice because like the fifties and teenagers, and because we're going to be spending so much time with like a fifties teenage style character, it's fun to set that up in the world already to establish. Oh, the spirit, like, the spirit of characters in that time. Like maybe young people aren't as respectful. Yeah, as they would have been in like the. 20s 30s kind of thing there's a new the changes i uh i thought that was well done and i also wondered too um because anna was asking me about it I've, i'd forgotten but <laughs> lucas did uh american graffiti which i think is set yeah. kind of around this time i believe yeah, it I, I haven't seen it really i don't think i don't think i've seen the whole thing uh but so i think I wondered we watched that was in a, film class in uh in high school i feel like i wasn't there for that one okay um but uh uh but yeah it is kind of a I, nice I think nod right. to that history of but obviously that is like 23 22 years ago or something or 
Yeah, in, in the moment that yeah. was, it was not even twenty years before. Um, it's set. Oh, I mean, when you would have, if we watched it in high school. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that would have no, been two I, decades ago. So yeah, I, I definitely don't remember it. And it was funny when when they made it. It came out ten years after the time frame it was set. So did, this is yeah, far which removed. is crazy. Uh, I don't know. I don't, it's that would be like uh, of... <laughs> that's that'd be almost like we, we if we made a. Uh, Are you nostalgic for 2013? <laughs> 2013, yeah. yeah, or like 20 2001. Um, yeah, the, the the all the stuff in in I don't know what the, the city is, but Indy's hometown works for me. Um, even that's a good world. You can believe that Mutt's in. Um, and the, now this goes back to the things I don't like. The things I I didn't like about you know seeing Indy in, in college was they just replaced. Brody, I know Denholm Elliott had passed away, um, so obviously you can't you can't use him. But it just felt a little dumb that they just okay. Well, that we can't they, use the other British guy, so we're gonna use yeah, another British guy just to substitute him. Cats Jim Broadbent, which um, is not his fault. It's, uh, it's no, just, and he's uh, fine in it, but yeah, it was too. He was still too Denholm. He's still too Marcus Brody esque, but not yeah. being Brody, and it was kind of and he doesn't do much. So I was like, what is like? Oh yeah, I don't know. I don't think it. They could have been smarter about how they did that. That's what I. That's what I felt. Yeah, they either needed more or less with that. Um, so one uh, thing I do like in that uh, college town scene is when Mutt and Indy are in the diner and they're yeah, kind of having their scene. first conversation, and it's that's really kind of the exposition dump of kind of what this is. He has the letter, um, and that Russian agents show up and. Um, Mutt's able to start the fight between like the greasers <laughs> and the preppy kids, and that yeah. that always is pretty funny to me. And feels like a ne- that works for me of like it's Indiana Jones's son, yeah. And here's a skill like would be in his DNA of oh we need a distraction to get away, or I think Indy might even tell him. I think Indy tells him oh punch that guy, and he yeah. like is up on board for it and gets it and like yeah and it's. It's the temple of doom of the whole thing to me because that, yeah. that that we, I think we we again we we've skipping ahead we've gone through and watched temple of doom already but um uh I really liked that opening in the club Obi Wan where uh Indy gets disoriented after the fight with uh, Lachey's henchman and then he just turns and punches a cigarette girl in the face yeah and then the whole the whole restaurant break breaks out and kind of into a fight. Or they're in just chaos, and it feels like a little bit of they're doing the same thing here. And I, I, I agree with you. I thought the diner thing was was good. Um, and then and it's, I think the it's, chase after it's pretty good. It's not bad. To your point, the stunt of him of Indy climbing out of the car and onto the motorcycle, <clears> or being pulled off and then through the car and then back onto the motorcycle. I thought that was a cool stunt. Um, yeah, it does feel a little. Unfortunately, it's a preview of how over the top some of the scenes going later on are. Yeah, when they're gonna try to be like, "Oh, we did that, but now we're gonna top it." Uh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. So I, I liked it too. I did think it was funny that they had a statue of Marcus Brody in the. Yeah, in it's, the, it's a fun. Uh, that's a fun nod to Brody yeah. from the past. Oh yeah, it is weird that that when they hit it with a car, the only thing that breaks is his head falls off. Like that was <laughs> yeah. a strange touch, but that's all right. Um, yeah. They do have the stuff though where they so they drive the motorcycle into the library and like a, a student is in the library and is like, oh, Doctor Jones, like you, let me ask you, you a question. My desk I am unfazed by this, yeah, by this. And then you have and he's like, a good archaeologist like has to get out of the library, and it's like, all right, that's such can is a little cute, but I'm willing to forgive. Like it, it's just. 
that didn't bother me too much. Fun yeah. action movie making, like yeah. Uh, I, I was okay. I, yeah, I hear you. I, I was I was good to let that one slide too. Um, that unfortunately for me was where the movie really starts slipping. It was after. It's kind of after when they go to Peru or they go to South America. Yeah, I, it, I know what you. It just becomes hard to follow what what exactly is. It's pretty to be incomprehensible happening. of yeah what they're finding, what it means, and where it's leading them. Is it's just a bunch of sets, yes, of temples and prisons that are giving them clues to move things forward that don't entirely make sense, and then it's a little bit of like establishing the India relationship, um, but it, yeah, I don't, it doesn't. It's supposed to be cool temple archaeology things, but I don't always follow what's <laughs> happening in the logic and what things mean. <clears throat> either like yeah it kind of loses me a bit and it i think it's the idea is you're supposed to be so like oh indiana jones on Dude, an archaeology thing like that's supposed to carry you through yeah um and it doesn't always for me at least on repeated viewings um uh, you no. know like, this doesn't really add up to much and i i what, what bothered me was it it felt like there's this whole scene where they're fighting in an indigenous culture. And I was trying to look up what, <laughs> who it's supposed to be. And it's fine. if they want to put that stuff in because that's how they open Raiders, but it feels like they just kept, they, they used those same people twice when they just needed stakes. Like, okay, they're it's doing also something. Weird. There's like no explanation of like where these people came from, why they're guarding this, like what they're doing. It's like these, so these people just live, like are just waiting here in this ancient city. Like, I don't, like, I don't understand what this why the like this isn't so you're saying this isn't like an ancient site necessarily like the the people are still here that that it's that it it, and, it it's yeah. implausible the uh the whole time and I, I think that that frankly frustrates me because it felt as if they were just tacking those things on because they needed to they needed well, some <laughs> action but they and they also need to set some stakes but it just doesn't well it's also that like it becomes like so Indiana Jones is invading this culture and murdering them <laughs> yeah he kills that one guy he the, he pushes the blowgun dart backwards into that guy's throat and kills yeah. him so it's like eh, that's not so not so good um but yeah I, I i i struggled with the back half of this movie um it just it just doesn't have the same energy and it it, it it feels like it's plotting too much for me and that's where i that's where i struggled with it was like it's it's hard to your point. It's hard to see where it's going and and uh, what they're trying to accomplish. And you don't really. I I still don't feel like I really understand the 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 benefit of the skulls. Now you could argue that yeah. the, the the motivation at this point is um, going to find Marion uh, for Mutt and for Indy and and find Ox. So they're they're looking for somebody, which is their motivation. It just so happens the crystal skull thing uh, is a part of it, but. It, again i don't know i'm 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 just complaining i'm sorry <laughs> i'm just complaining yeah <laughs> um yeah well i think that's the they hide that it's marianne by calling her mary all yeah. early on and so for 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 indy it's more he's going after this like friend who's sort of much dad you don't, and it's like, well, and he is—he's going after because you know it's like the Russians are going after him, 
Um, but the motivation, uh, it kind of also never feels okay. So like, what are the consequences if they don't do this? And it's like, I don't know. <laughs> like this guy, we've, it seems like this guy we've never met who may already be dead. As far as we know, like, I don't, yeah, it's, this is the crystal skull. We have no clue. Like, okay. So if the Russians get the crystal skull and bring it here, like what happens? It's like, nobody knows. <laughs> like, yeah, it's. I, I, I don't mind them having the MacGuffins. It's just, it's just the MacGuffins almost don't matter, and that's the, that's the problem. Is uh, is uh, with that not working, <laughs> it yeah, a, it's a pretty, pretty big gap in the uh, in the movie. Well, um, and it's almost like it's almost like the Holy Grail and Oscar say it's not a MacGuffin because the whole point of a MacGuffin is it could be anything, and it's like. No, it's well, pretty important yeah. that it's pretty important that it's the Holy Grail. Like it explains a lot. Um, whereas, like the Crystal Skull really is a, a MacGuffin. Of, like it could be anything. So it's kind of the character motivations around it aren't totally comprehensible. Yeah, true. Um. So all right. So they get into the jungle here, <laughs> and. <laughs> They, um, I don't know. I, I don't know where we want to start with that. Do we want to, so Indy gets captured and they're going to, they tie him to a chair and going to make him stare into the crystal skull. Well, um, again, it, it, he basically becomes like, a oh, what's the term? Uh, he becomes like the translator for ox, which, which is, yeah. it's fine. Um, uh, I there's parts I liked parts of the the them in the jungle with when they're fighting the Russians. I just some of these scenes just play out too long. I did think it was funny that uh um that uh thank you um uh, <laughs> that there's this whole uh exposition dump of when they meet Marion in the in the camp and Indy's revealed the, the they've revealed to Indy the whole crystal skull thing and it's there's this like five minute dialogue scene between the main characters and there's all these Russian soldiers just yeah, watching it's like is that how this is actually gonna go it's just weird like they're just doing a bunch of exposition dump and uh, all the Russians were like mm, yes yes let's get drunk by the fire instead <laughs> so. So, so what do you... so this was similar I was watching to help watching Temple of Doom the other night because it's basically the same reaction so they go they're trying to escape from the uh from the russians from the camp and they're just running in the jungle and then they end up well it's quicksand but like indy has like a technical expedition well it's not really quicksand because quicksands and they're like stop um but mutt runs and gets a giant snake <laughs> to use to try to pull them out of the quicksand and of course so indy has a reaction like no go find something else and, and that always kind of bugged me of like that seems a bit too far. Of, yeah, like you're literally gonna die. I understand like this is uncomfortable, but then watching Temple of Doom, the scene where um Willie thinks it's the elephant with the snakes coming down around her, and she like pulls it and throws it, and Indy like flips out. It's like all right, that's it's the same level of reaction there to the snake. Maybe I, I can buy. This is just <laughs> this is him reacting to giant snakes. I. It, it is, but I um, 
I, I think that there are, uh, I, I would say in terms of movie humor, uh, Temple of Doom and Crystal Skull are brothers in arms <laughs> because they, <laughs> they do carry a lot of the same comedic beats. I think because you're seeing it for the first time and you're willing to forgive, forgive it a little bit more in Temple of Doom, it, you're okay with it. Yeah, I did like um, in that scene where he's like, Ox, go get help. And he goes, and Ox comes Russians. back with all the Russian soldiers. <laughs> yeah, like, I, I got help, that Indy. Like, uh, that, that, that worked for me. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's almost a moment out of like a, like Scooby Doo or something, but it worked. It worked for me as. It's um no, it, it's not. It's not bad. It, it it just feels. It feels a little played out when when you, they do it here. That's all. Yeah, because they they they've done snakes. Three times. Yeah, so I, I think you said well, it's in every movie. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm so I think they. Battle have... Destiny has to right. Like. Yeah, I think <laughs> it's at a point that. Yeah. It'd be it's it's a tough place to be because it's weird not to, but then it's shoehorned in potentially if you do it. So yeah, I'm curious how they do it. I'd almost rather they like right out of the gate like open with him and a snake. <laughs> <laughs> like he's got a pet snake. He adopted just like, Reggie yeah, for the first he's, one. <laughs> he's in like immersion therapy for snakes. <laughs> I I feel like if they make a joke about it, that will be the joke. Is that oh. it's seventy something indie's just gotten comfortable with it or something yeah, like yeah. that. Like it's like that's how they're gonna play it. Um, yeah, he just like dismisses it. He's like, yeah. I um uh. So I don't I don't know I, I I'm. I like some of the stuff again with the 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 fight on the the trucks is the, the transports as they're taking them towards the uh the I think I can't remember where, they're heading toward that that water a series of waterfalls I, I believe that was the idea was they're trying to get there anyway with the Russians um, yellow I don't do they know yet that it's because they kind of the pay off that joke as they're in the water like oh we're gonna go over three waterfalls. I'm trying oh, to remember three. when they put that three. together. But yeah, uh, no, it's it's Ox. Ox, Ox, Ox says something where he's he's like, there are three, and then they go over three more sets. And that that plays almost like the waterfall scene in Temple of Doom. Because I, I I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> and I was watching, I was trying to get the boys to watch that scene with me because I thought they would like it. And they did, but I was like, Oh, this has got a lot of crystal skull energy or vice yeah. versa. <laughs> it's like this is like they're doing a little bit more hat on a hat from from each movie there, which makes me a little nervous for the new one because it's like, oh well, they did it in like Temple of Doom, so we can do it, but bigger. It's like I I, I hope they're not going to say they did it in Crystal Skull, so we can do it, but bigger. I, I don't think so. I <laughs> for for I I since I'm having a hard time talking about positive things, I would I would like to spend a little bit of time at some point in this episode where we talk about what we want or think dial destiny might be because I, I i've really tried to stay downwind of it i saw something last night when i was researching for this i saw something last night that told me it's probably some sort of time device yeah that i mean um, that seems what the trailers i've seen it kind of has indicated and i've tried to not watch i don't think i've watched the full trailer um so i've, I've tried to yeah just, i mean i've only seen it when it pops on tv yeah it's kind of unavoidable but um I really want to like stay downwind of it and just not. Yeah, I, I want to be surprised, good or bad. Expectations or, but I, yeah. I, I, uh, I would like to talk at some point about that. But um, I did read that there was. It was funny because they're talking about how Dial Destiny could be a flop because it avoided 
uh, something that George Lucas said, or it does something that George Lucas said you have to avoid. You can't do something silly. And I guess when like 2014, Lucas was doing an interview about Crystal Skull and he's like, well, you can't do something like dumb using a time machine as a plot device. (laughs) And apparently that's what this is doing. And I'm like, and then Lucas has had no input apparently as as like a writer on this, uh, which, and I am really interested to see what I think of Dial of Destiny because I, I think taking Lucas out of all of this may actually not be a bad thing. Again, to our conversation earlier, I think the, some of the earlier movies, it's a lot of restraint being enforced by Spielberg onto Lucas, and that that's a good thing. Um, I think Lucas has lots of crazy, wild ideas, but I don't think if he always, I don't think he always knows where is the right place to apply those ideas. And like, yeah, he's, he has to be the right character. Overflowing with ideas, just needs someone yeah. to filter those into the right and story. I, and, yeah, yeah, I I think that um, that was a lot of what uh, Spielberg had done for him in the past. And so I'm curious with his absence, but you still have you still have the arc that they have to maintain of those stories can they maybe ground it a little bit better in Dial of Destiny, or at least in, in, in a sense of something that's interesting? Yeah, I'm curious with potential time travel, because that's a pet peeve of mine that I'm often not a fan of when they, when the stakes of a sequel are, there's time travel, and so the stakes are, we're going to, it's going to undo the first one. It's like, well, that's kind of cheap, because you're really just saying the stakes are the same as like the first one um kind of thing or it's like we're gonna undo like the world you love and there's like i don't know that doesn't so i'm curious what the goal for the different characters are going to be if the, if it is a time device and they're trying to reset um things but my hope for it is that's more holy grail-esque of this device will let you change history. It's like, okay, I get it. I get why everybody would want that. I don't yeah. need like that immediately seems important and seems really dangerous in the wrong hands. So like, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I don't uh, need like, it's not crystal skull mysticism of like, I, uh, yeah, I, it's weird. Like there's very few movies that have actually done time travel. Well, I think it's, and they ironically came out to me, um, uh, and back-to-back years. And that was Terminator and uh, uh, hmm. Back to the Future. I'm trying to think. I don't know of any other time travel movies that have actually done it well. But I, 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 I'm interested to see how they put Indy in the world of 1969. So he's actually going to be the character is supposed to be 70, I think, in this movie. So I think it'll be, it'll be it'll be interesting. Yeah, I'm curious. I I am not overly hopeful for it being great. Um, so I, and it's similar with this one. It's just, I am interested in seeing where this character is at, at this point in their life of what they're doing. And if like the movie is not good, I'm still, I don't know. It's still interesting to see what they do. Yeah. So I'm going to be interested either way and like disappointed if it's bad, but you know, that's fine. You know, I mean, I'm a big Indiana Jones fan. I've read like all the Indiana Jones like novels they've done. And those are a wide range of quality. <laughs> it's like, um, so it's like, it's like, yeah, I'm just happy we get 
another Indiana Jones movie I can take my kids to it. Like I I really hope they enjoy it. Yeah, that's uh, a good way to look at. It. That's how I, I I feel too. And is... so that's what helped me with some of the Star Wars new ones. Of it's like new Star Wars in the movie theater. That I get to take my kids to like like I don't know. That's like I'm I'm like kind of already there of having a good time. So yeah, I I I just want to enjoy it. I think that's the. Yeah. I don't need it to be the best movie I've ever seen. I just, I just want it to be enjoyable. And I think, um, um, well, I, I think it's like two and a half hours, which I'm not a big fan ooh, of. That's not long. These that, are pretty, kind these of are a, all and it's kind of a red flag to me. Cause yeah, all the others are two hours and like, and they go by fast. less. And yeah. I kind of like, that's what this should be. <clears throat> so I'm a little, I've, if it, I have to, I'd have to look again, but if it's really two, 20, two and a half of like, I don't know. That sounds like you kind of to me, that's a red flag of they're trying to wrap a bunch of stuff up. You and... have you have too many ideas and you're a little too unfocused on what you're what you're doing here. And it's not going to have the head that head on energy that Indy has when it's at its best. No, that's a good point. Um, I, I, tying it back to Crystal Skull, that's one of the things I'm actually curious about was I don't know if I haven't looked if Karen Allen's actually in the cast, but you know, this ends with uh, Crystal Skull ends with Indy getting married to to Marion, which I I don't <laughs> that's mind. The, that's the other thing. I'm curious who they're gonna bring back because the movie could be a bunch of downers. Of that's like, what I'm uh, also wondering too. Is yeah, <laughs> like is 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 it gonna be just <laughs> shitty, depressing? Um, like I don't want it happened, to be like, I, 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 yeah. I, what just, happened to my son? Oh, he died. <laughs> what happened to my wife? <laughs> oh, she's dead. Like <laughs> I uh. Well, the good news is just looking at Letterbox. I'm not looking at reviews. Um, uh, it's Karen Allen is in the cast. Okay, so that's interesting. Um, hmm. The ratings are already at least a half a star higher than Crystal Skull. So that, I mean, that's not a bad thing. Um, yeah, but I don't. I mean, not many of. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. Know. I, the I've not heard Sala people who have too. seen it. Who is Sala? Oh, Sala. Oh, yeah, I've seen that in the trailer. He's. Jeremy Davis is getting old. It doesn't it's, look okay, like maybe Sala. I maybe, I maybe I didn't recognize him. Yeah, you probably just didn't recognize him because it doesn't look oh, like man. him oh, at man. all. Which, which it is fine, but um, but the buzz I've heard has tentatively not been great, and I've not. I've been trying to avoid it and not get too many details, but um, I don't know. So I, I'm kind of downplaying my expectations a little bit, but. It's a little hard because that's coming from, but I often get burned on buzz being too high on things as well, yeah. and being and of people who down. get to see it early and stuff, and being like, oh, okay, it's getting like, oh, that wasn't, and so yeah, I don't, I don't know what to, and kind of people like, oh, I was a little disappointed, and they, like me watching, be like, oh, it's fine, <laughs> like what, like what was your issue? Like, yeah, I get uh, it. It wasn't Raiders, but like it was never going to be that. It's never so. going to be that. You can't recreate yeah. that that magic. Um, yeah, I, I I am curious where they how they pick up the plot of Indy's life, especially after this, because this isn't like Halloween where you can just create a new universe. You know, I'm like, oh, we're just going <laughs> to ignore the last six films or whatever. <laughs> just, mm-hmm. We're going to pivot and it'll be something different. Um, I, I I don't want this to be like No Time to Die um mm. no time to die to me i really really enjoyed and grew up in the craig era of that entire his entire arc of of bond 
Um, I haven't, I've not watched No Time to Die since it was in theaters. Uh, and I, I, I really did not enjoy that the ending of that whole series is basically Bond's dead. Um, he's, he's orphaned, uh, no, through no <laughs> fault of his own, he's orphaned his child and his wife. Um, Felix Leiter's dead. Yeah. And the whole world just kind of moves on. And that's that's the ending. And it, it just was a real bummer for that series, which I to me was had a lot of movies that were high points for the overall Bond franchise. I I hope this is not Marion's yeah, dead do. or Mutt's dead or Indy just they kill him off because they feel like they've got to do something with the character. I'm like, just mm. I hope they, they, they make some I hope they've made some good choices that he he has a kind of positive it goes out on a high note or something something like that yeah my other my my concern is this is a trial run on oh no can we can we use de-aging technology and make more harrison ford indiana jones movies that anytime we want because we can have 39 year old harrison ford whenever we want because we have this technology and it's a trial run and if it goes well, we're going to get like, we could get back to the future with Michael J. Fox as young Michael J. Fox or something. And like, it, it, that makes me a little nervous of their, how our audience is going to react to this. And can we now make unlimited sequels to everything? Cause we can capture that actor forever at this point. I I hope it's not because I think yeah, as... that would that would imply that we are culturally and creatively right. exhausted. Like we can't, we just well, can't come it's, up with new. It's also that is so scary to me because like well now nothing is special. No, because you could just do it forever. Like you can't like some of what makes this stuff so amazing is like capturing like the like lightning in a bottle of the moment, and if like you can. Always recreate 1984, 1989. I, I, then it's yeah. I don't without know, without kind of... the the genuine the genuineness of that period, right? Yeah, I I I agree. It's not um, you wouldn't be seeing Harrison Ford in his prime acting. You're seeing uh, a computer's rendition of what he right. Did. And there's not any like accidental choices happening. Everything is going to be so controlled and planned and. Uh, yeah, uh, it's, uh, uh, that's I'm nervous more for like the industry and <laughs> no, it's it's, it's potentially a bad path this to go would, down because this would be a good vehicle to test that out with. Um, I yeah, to me, I I don't want there to be another Indiana Jones. Um, there's not another Indiana Jones to me. It's, it's Ford, and if Ford's too old to play it, that's okay. You can end it. Yeah, um, I, and I would, would kind of prefer they end it, but if they wanted to turn it over to another actor at some point to be Indiana Jones, I don't know. I mean, sure, why not? Give it a try. The um, tough one for Indiana work, Jones work, is but... Bond. You can kind of transcend time. They, they've they've through dumb luck. No, dumb yeah, luck, through by virtue of how they 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 ended up doing it, they've been able to sort of circumvent time being a major factor for those stories, which I think is smart. Yeah. Uh, whether yeah. intentional or not, it's worked out very well here because he's an archeologist. And if you look at the prior movies, it's so ingrained in a certain window of time that I don't 
Yeah, and they ground it. It's like Last Crusade. It's like Utah, nineteen twelve. Yeah, it's like okay, get a point. Yeah, we've really established when. So it'd be hard to reboot and like, oh, now Indiana Jones was born in like nineteen seventy two. Yeah, just be like, like, uh, not quite. (laughs) So who's he fighting? Like that's the thing. Like who's he fighting now? Like what's what's the bad guys? It's um. I don't think it, it's a character <laughs> I want to see in modern times. Probably need to be fighting like the U.S. government. <laughs> probably, probably. Um, but that's 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 I what mean, I, I, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you wanted to to make him fight like the Taliban or something in like two thousand one or like, but that's part of what I liked about the the whole um, Nazi arc is it's such a clear and definable yeah in in. in inexcusable evil for for the as a as a villain there is no moral ambiguity uh, i think w- it, when you introduce modern war and modern conflict it's too morally ambiguous now yes i agree and that and that's some of the problem in crystal skull because and like the, the evil of the nazis feels up to it matches the biblical ramification MacGuffin pr- yeah. proportions of what he's going after um yeah so the stakes all kind of line up together um i i whereas... i hope i hope they just let it die i i one idea i did see that was thrown out there which i thought maybe as a series was make give short round his own spinoff series yeah <laughs> and i was like you know that'd be uh, that'd be pretty fun I, that'd probably be a better like disney plus tv show exactly exactly um kind of thing but yeah if you're gonna do something in the world Although my idea in my notes was from this, uh, I want a TV show on the backstory of everyone who's at Indian Marion's wedding. <laughs> not a lot of they people. Don't, not they, don't of people. Strike, they don't strike me in the movies as uh, people who have like a ton of close friends, no. it, it seems. All of so, his friend, close friends seem to be se- other 70-year-old men, even when he's yeah. a young, young guy. <laughs> yeah. um, okay, so for the movie, um, we're kind of... You go back to them in the jungle after they get captured. I do really like the scene um, in the truck where they're first being transported before they escape. Um, and that I think recaptures, actually does recapture some of the magic yeah. from one and three. Where he and Marion are fighting over a little bit over like what their relationship was, what choices Marion made, choices Indy made, and then fighting about like Mutt, what his future needs to be. Um, but it then becomes the guy, the classic guys of the Russian soldiers are getting frustrated and tired of hearing this fighting and distracts them. So they're able to then fight back and take those guys out and commandeer the truck. But the fighting they're doing is like, oh, they haven't seen each other in forever. It all is very plausible. Um, that like, yeah, they would have an axe to grind about some of this stuff, but they're still using it as still have those traits of, Oh, like we can do this and it's, it's going to subterfuge too. And we yeah. Can, yeah. Yeah. I like that. And, um, and I, I really, thought it, yeah, that it, it well felt like me. it was a, a family affair for them to, to beat the shit out of those Russians and kick them out of the yeah. truck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. One question I had for that though, was Indy gets, Mutt gives Indy his, uh, his, his switchblade and then Indy puts it behind his back and you hear this weird cutting. He's trying to cut his ropes you hear this weird cutting noise and then you are slicing noise. And then Indy makes a weird face and then he just keeps going. And I'm like, what? 
What are they, they trying to tell you? Like, yeah. Like, shouldn't he be really injured from stabbing himself? <laughs> right. It's just a reaction like, oh, no. <laughs> then it, yeah, I yeah, didn't quite get like, it. Oh, I stabbed myself in the ass. But that's all right. We're going to keep going. <laughs> it's just weird. Like, I didn't understand <laughs> what they were trying to uh, trying right to message them. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I am excited for De- Dal Destiny. We're going to get some, some gravelly ass uh, uh, Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I, I liked some of that and I don't mind I don't mind that chase. I don't mind the the you know kind of the allusions to raiders and, and stealing the truck. I think that's fun. It falls apart for me with the, the Tarzan thing and then um Mutt being stuck between the two cars, uh sword fighting. I'm just like I'm See, like, that, all right. That it's like come on guys. So that's my problem with like the cap air to the scene is him on the vines because they already did him between the two trucks sword fighting. It's like if that's your like pushing suspension of disbelief moment, like yeah. okay, like that's you're asking me like one thing. It's like everything though in that upset and like the whole concept of they're driving these jeeps through the jungle is also impossible. It's like there are no roads here. Like you can't just barrel down 50 miles an hour through the jungle <laughs> things. it's like but it's fine it's a movie like it just it takes everything up no the sequence another the level sequence goes on unbelievability goes on yeah it yeah does. i think i think that was what it felt like they just it kept upping and upping and upping and i don't, I don't know if it needed to do that um i think it, they could have done a better job setting the state again it's funny i go back to raiders with practical effects the the tension they set in in that truck chase and raiders is Indy is um, unexpectedly stuck on the front of it and has to thread himself underneath the truck so yeah. he can climb back out and then actually retake the truck. Here it's it's all based on this crazy thing of Mutt getting hit in the nuts by trees while he's sword fighting Kate Blanchett on another thing and he's spread eagle across. It's just it's. Well, and they may spread eagle. It's like, oh, this is similar to the minecart chase. Yeah, the short round stuck between the two minecarts. Or, um, it, it, this again to me, I I blame Lucas. It feels like Lucas is like, oh, <laughs> we do this, we did this, and we did that, and we had, you know, he just he wants to put Man, all these ideas. You're on the screen. not getting invited to the ranch. You're burning Good. your bridges. <laughs> put me on record. Fuck George Lucas. I think I think wow. he, he well he did a great job with with really interesting properties for a long time, and then. He's gradually, to me, done a lot to unwind the success of those in my mind. Like, you know, and I, it frustrates me to to see that stuff because I think there's a lot of things where if he was just smart enough to leave it alone, he would have it would have been fine. Like, there's that, and when I, when I say yeah. leave it alone, like I'm talking. I, I go back to the uh, when they re-released the the original trilogy for Star Wars. I don't. You don't need to just. Beef up the special effects, like at you know, put Dolby digital sounds in there. Maybe clean it up in terms of like a 4K restoration. You don't need. I don't need a bunch of extra CGI animals. Like it's right. not. It's you're, not a weird... you're not building the world, and I I feel like that same mindset is in this. <laughs> it is. It's just. Yeah. Pre- it's kind of pretentious. Uh, it's like and, eh, anyway. Well, some of my issue <laughs> with this scene real, as well real is hard at Lucas on yeah, no. yeah yeah. <laughs> Pull you back before you're making like terrorist threats against George Lucas's life, but <laughs> that turkey necked motherfucker. <laughs> so, some of what bugs me in this scene too is so um, Phil Nobile Jr. 
had a great review for this where he's he said or a great comment or right? I think if they shot this with 80s technology people would feel a lot different in just terms of the visuals yeah. how it yes. looks I want to talk I think about that's that, yeah. part of the issue in this scene too and I think it's this era of filmmaking because this is around when they would have been doing Quantum of Solace right yeah uh, Quantum of Solace came the same year and that has the same thing in the opening of that where it caps off where he's on the scaffolding is all practical. Yeah. But they do this, it, it, these post-effect filters that make it look CGI. Yeah. And I think that's some of the problem in this, too. Of It's this era where I think I think some of those, like, it became, it was the first time the like post effect filters were really easy to use. Yeah. And I think people got way too into doing them and it really like oversaturates and like washes things out of in a weird way. And like, yeah, it like makes certain things pop, but it's in a way that looks too digital. Yeah. Even the stuff they're doing practically kind of looks CG. And I think that's a big issue with this scene of, a lot of it looks CG and I don't think, I don't think some of it is, but it looks that way. And it's, it's yeah. I don't think visually the, the visually it's the, that strong. You and I both talked about it and I, I wonder, I think it's a byproduct of what the visual effects are trying to go for are even in the first scene where they reveal Indy, uh, he, he gets pulled out of the trunk with Mac uh, in, in area 51 by the Soviets. He's just very, everything is very, very brightly lit. To the mm -hmm. point that it, it takes yeah. you, took me out of it because the backdrop is the desert and the sun's setting on the desert behind them. But it's this very bright white light that's lighting all the characters in the scene. And it's almost like you can feel the light cans just sitting just above you from the screen, focused down on them. And it, 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 it it's it's a lighting that doesn't match the surroundings. And it, and it, it almost feels yeah. like, I don't know if they're doing that because they're trying to figure out where they need to insert composite shots or, or or special effects in the background or in the foreground it feels like they lit it one way but then they actually did all the digital effects in another kind of lighting environment and it just it it, it feels like that's where you begin to and, see seams on on the visuals and i agree that's how it feels i'm not sure that's intentional but but i don't i don't think like, i think but there are scenes where it's like i don't think there's any effects well, no, and I'll, I'll go back is, to what I, I just God, said. With, I think this is just a, like a post-effect filter they're doing for some bizarre reason that makes it look that way. And my brain is now spending all its time trying to be like, something in this is fake. What is it? And I can't. Like, it's just this is so distracting. That was uh, that was the problem I had with the special effects in this too. And, and to your point, even stuff that's not special effects. I, the, the opening scenes to me, I, I recall having a lot of problems with the way it was lit and i think some of the daylight stuff when they go to when when they steal that boat truck thing that marion's driving and that third act where they go to the the waterfalls all of that just feels really fake and some of the way the special effects with vehicles in this look really fake almost like it's i feel like i'm watching somebody took the grand theft auto sort of uh, <laughs> physics model but then they put a movie around it because some of the the mo the movements and some of the way it's shot it just feels too mechanical and not real and like marion yeah marion when the boat car th thing is on the tree and it sort of slowly dips into the oh river and they yeah. go away it looks like i'm watching a 
somebody filming a, an amusement park ride. And it, it just takes me out of it because it's, yeah. it's too perfect and it's too clean. And I think if I go back to Temple of Doom with the the raft out of the airplane, it's flopping all over the place. It looks it looks wild. It looks like it, they can't control it. And they just get lucky and it lands and they're off, right? And yeah. this, it just feels like everything is just perfectly sequenced and timed. And it just... It, That's it, a great point. It's it too perfect. It. Yeah. Yeah. So it it bugs your brain. To, it tugs at your brain of like, this isn't real because it's too perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I didn't... I didn't like that and I, I think it to your point may it just may be a product of the time when they're making this that and I, I know exactly what you're talking about in quantum of solace it's that scene where they they are fighting on the roof and they tip over onto the scaffolding and like when they go through the roof it's they actually shot that but yeah it looks so fake because of all the digital mats <laughs> around it that it does look like it was just all cgi right it's, it, it, it's it, weird yeah and it's and I, I think the thought process maybe at the time was we can well the cgi gets hidden better when we make everything look like this so then you don't notice when it is cg but no it's like oh no it just ends up making everything look everything ends up looking great. looking worse so i was watching the last crusade and there's the shot where the tank goes over the cliff and it's not a great effect but like i'd rather the effect not be great because i immediately see that and be like okay but that's fine yeah. Don't but, care. versus my brain battling the entire movie of like what's an effect, what's not, what's real, and like yeah, it, it's it. I'd almost rather it look worse when it is an effect than the than everything vaguely look digital. And well, to your point of that's what this watching um this and then Temple of Doom. Um, Temple of Doom's all practical effects. Uh, at least I believe so. I think I think there's some composite shots. Um, yeah, I mean, but that, the, you're still doing composite. There's obviously film. not like the CG the way we talk about it today. But obviously, there's plenty of effect shots in that. I'm sure. But yeah. But I, I, I was just like, man, you even when you can still tell it's a model or it's you know fake, even there, it's still at least it's it feels real and they've built an environment. When it's digital, yeah. It feels like I, I and I was thinking about like specifically the the mine car chase where it's a it's a good mix of real actors, um, um, how would you call them, rear projection uh, shots and uh, models, and they do a pretty good. I mean, for 1984, to me, they do a really good job splicing all those pieces together for it to feel real and still build tension. There is something about CGI where. It, it can just take you out of it and it doesn't feel like there's a lot of stakes for, for, for the action. And I think I really think that's a dying art uh, or if not yeah. dead, maybe dead already that to have practical effects in, in movies um, case in point, John wick, they, they, you know, CGI and all the blood. So there's no real squibs, right? You know, it's oh interesting stuff okay. like that kind of takes you, takes you, it takes my brain out of it. Maybe, maybe I'm curious what our kids will think when they're older, if, if that's just, how they expect things to look or if yes, I guess have a different feeling, I guess for this movie paramount wanted because of set safety standards, um, didn't want to use the real whip on set. They wanted to do it digitally and Harrison Ford kind of overrode them. And he's and, right. He's right. And it was like, no, we need like the real, like 
we need the real way but just this, the way the like, set safety standards had changed that it was probably i'm sure like insurance things or made it more expensive um but no I, yeah i think he's I, yeah it would look weird like i mean i don't know how it would look i guess but that I'm would sure, be I'm very sure they strange would, they would make it work but it, I, I um it seems like it, that stuff seems like it's just hard on the actor of yeah. like to have like to act against so much digital stuff like, yeah well, I, I think about like Harrison Ford, my dad, are the same age. I can't imagine somebody my dad's age walking through a set and just being like, all right, look at that block of green shit over there. That's going to be a tiger. <laughs> you have to pretend like that's yeah. really scary. <laughs> I mean, that's why I think the Star Wars prequels, the acting is so stilted. It was so early in that process that nobody knew how to, how to really do it. Hadn't really. Yeah. Hadn't really learned yet. No, like, I, I think I think you're right. how you act when you nothing but green screens around you uh yeah i remember seeing what was it was like uh the fight sequences between darth maul and um qui-gon jen and uh and, and it just looks like they're just in a gigantic blue room it's like yeah <laughs> and then you see what actually results and the results look great once it's done but it's like holy shit yeah it's like these guys had nothing to really work on in terms the one that on reference. always stands out to me is when um um Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan go to like the Gungan city under the water and they're in like the office of the guy and like both like Liam Neeson and Ewan McGregor they're looking like different places at things and it's like <laughs> it's like because obviously this is all there's a green screen around them it's all effects um and it's obviously like they were not well directed of where things are gonna be once we actually like put this together <laughs> I think that's that's my frustration <laughs> I don't know. It's not, frustrations from not a good, it's not a fair word for it, but with Lucas early on, he did such an, an important job in terms of pushing what, what can be done with visual effects and practical effects with star Wars. And then Indiana Jones and, and uh, uh, he built ILM industrial lights and magic, who was responsible for a lot of practical effects for a lot of other movies. And I think where I get frustrated with him is ILM kept going and they do Jurassic Park in 93 and that is now the pinnacle of what you can do. And and that was honestly, that was a mix of practical effects with, yeah. with, with um, animatronic Models dinosaurs and, yeah. and, and then CGI. Right. And so you, you could, they were smart because they kind of grafted all those things together to make a plausible and they shot it in typically dark settings. So you kind of believe it. Right. Um, what's frustrating is by him being a pioneer of all of this, he has advanced a lot of the, capability of, of visual effects but what's frustrated me with ilm is they left behind a lot of the practical effects you 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 used to use to actually make some of these things happen where you're shooting miniatures you're shooting models whatever that still yeah actually look it, better yeah, yeah and, and I, I, tell, I, I yeah yeah exactly and i it, it fresh i get frustrated because it, the innovation he has he has he's done is extremely important and it's taken the movie industry to a different level but a lot to me has also been lost in translation yeah, or, or left behind that maybe shouldn't have been. And sometimes I go back and forth on that stuff when I start reading about some production stuff. Um, Cause in like, say like 2001, yeah. like multiple times, multiple people almost died <laughs> filming that to get some of these effect shots and things that they did, which is not good. And so you know, you know, you don't it's that. like, okay, like maybe it's better to just do this in a computer. So nobody dies. <laughs> like, 
that's fine. What gets bugs me now, and you really see this with Disney, I feel, is they've gone to it's so cost conscious. They're not doing so after like Jurassic Park, I know there's quotes of people like, wow, we can do anything now. And it's but it's no longer we that's like make it the best we can make it with the technology we have. It's let's make it as cheaply as we can and make it look just good enough with yeah. the technology we have. Then so they we still get crappy CG. Like because they're pushing people on tight schedules and budgets and it's like no, this should look better in this in this than, time than, than, than the originals did or the original yeah. series did. Yes, I agree. I agree. Um, but you're not like, yeah, it's just you're not putting you're not letting the artists doing this put the time and care into it. Whereas I think some of the and like some of the more practical stuff, they definitely were cutting like doing what they could to save money and things. But I think there's a certain level of quality when you make a miniature for something and this is how we're doing these shots of like especially for this kind of especially for like the star wars level budgets and things that it's gonna look a certain level of quality that is just you had to actually build something and if you did a yeah. good job doing that it's gonna look pretty good whereas it's like okay you get three weeks to make this scene in the computer and it's like okay well it's gonna look as good as i can make it look in three weeks well i think it's that and I, when you're shooting practical effects to some extent that puts constraints on you and maybe in a positive creative way positively yeah meaning like i know i can get a shot if i if we build something of this scale and we do it and we and we do a panning shot or we do a a, a, a you know a moving uh panning camera behind this object it's going to put you into a box of here's how we're going to do it. And I think maybe some of the problems I think sometimes is CGI might allow you to just get out of that box and just do however you think you should do it. And that might not actually be the best way. The best. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think the more the older I get, and we actually, this is going to be weird, a weird tie in. Uh, but the more, the older I get when, when I see stuff that's shot on film, that's done practically that, that looks good. It's, that's actually more impressive to me. And I I, I was thinking about with Cliffhanger, uh, which is a weird movie to think about, but there was a shot we talked about when we did that episode where I think it starts with Stallone climbing up rocks. And I I think it's a, I think it's a, you know, they, they got it on the day. It wasn't like a fake uh, or composite shot. It's Stallone. The camera starts kind of on Stallone's back and then it rotates up and turns as an overhead shot to face him coming up the the mountain. And it's like, Shit, no, they actually got that by somebody climbing a mountain. They had to somehow get a camera or they, they did it in a studio where yeah. they had to composite, but it looks great and it looks real and it doesn't feel like they cheated it by having just blue screen or green screen all around somebody to do it. And I think that to me now as an adult is more more interesting and more impressive because they they had to actually practically, for the most part, pull this off and you can't use CGI to cheat the whole thing. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just railing on. No, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping maybe we are going to get to a a place. And I think we kind of are with how they're making like the Mandalorian and stuff. Some of the technology they're using. For yeah, that, that looks good. It, is, it seems to complement the whole series. Um, 
it's like that's like literal that's not like green screen that's like literal screens where like it's on there like what you're i think to believe like they can see what's on there in the environment it's more like having like a map painting behind it but it's but a digital thing and so in that i hopefully things are pushing more that way with the technology where maybe we're filling in some and that's more just like we're filling in like backgrounds yeah. on things the way we did practically just now we can do it digitally where you know you just get it's maybe cheaper you get more control you get but it's becoming not the focus of the production it's just like okay this is what we need so we're going to put that up there and then we focus on like story and character and things and it's not everything's in service of the effects yeah yeah that we i uh about. well um <laughs> we've gone way yeah. way 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 off target um so i'm, I'm guessing not, a, not i thought i was going to spend more time defending this movie um you can but defend, i mean there, no but i've been i've been actually having a harder time than i thought i would of pulling stuff out it, it, it um i think it's not in the context of other movies in this time period i don't think this is a bad movie if, if that makes sense where I think the, the biggest hurdle this movie's always going to face is the three movies that came before it. And that's fair or not. Yeah, fair, you know, that, that's fair. not a, that's not a, that's a, that's a really, really, a really high bar. Mm, to have that's to interesting. Hit. If this was the only Indiana Jones movie, that's probably not that bad. Like, what would I, yeah, I'm trying to think if I would have a problem with say like him swinging on the vines. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I would. Or if you had seen the first three as an adult, or the same age, perhaps yeah, you saw that's this, also a different. It, it, it would probably skew your thing perspective to judge too, because especially like Temple of Doom, and like oh, if I didn't have nostalgia of seeing this at like ten, twelve, mm-hmm. and it's just like this always existing as a thing this way in my brain, what, what would my reaction be now? Yeah, I don't think it would be. A, I, I I think it would be a. a I think it would probably be better received i do think excuse me your point from phil nobile jr um i think it's correct that if you had shot this on you know the anamorphic lenses of the 80s on the same type of film stock and you're using um douglas uh, slocum who was the dp yeah. for the for the first three like giving it that same look yeah i i think i think that does change how it feels because this one to me visually does feel so out of sync with the first three. And I think dial of destiny, unfortunately, just because of how movies are made today, will feel yeah, more. It's like going to be, that's just how it's going to be. Um, yeah. It, it may look a little bit better. The lighting issues we talked about, I don't think will be as hopefully as prevalent, but um, I, I do think that uh, time was not when this was made and, 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 and time were not very favorable to this movie fair or unfair it's just, it's just yeah kind of how it landed because it does look like a lot of things from that era and also that spielberg kaminsky era they have other things that look like this they do um, they do did they bit, do like, bridge of spies just, together um i think so because i think kaminsky's pretty much shooting everything for okay. him but and so it's obviously like a choice they're making so there's something they like about about it that it doesn't doesn't entirely work for me at least um no i I, it doesn't for me either and i think um let me see 
yeah, Kaminsky, Kaminsky is doing Bridge of Spies. The lighting in this reminds me of Bridge of Spies. Um, uh, and I, I think it's it's interesting how. I think we talked about this when we were talking about uh, Last Crusade. I, I can't I I can't recall off the top of my head. Oh, that's the only one we've recorded so far, so it must have been. But you're yeah. getting Spielberg's latter part of his career. I'd say like post the early '90s feels much more adult and much more earnest, and it feels like he's lost um, maybe some of that childhood wonder of what makes some of his early films a lot of fun is it feels like he's lost some of that, the things that he, he knew how to tap into a child, you know, with the story and well, like keep things simple and, and the delivery and, doesn't have to be so over the top. In the on, making on of, I watched for this. That's basically what he says. When like oh, really? Lucas was approaching him, he was like, I'm making like historical, like epic, like, not epics but like historical dramas now that's kind of the, the stage of my career i'm in yeah like all that stuff's kind of behind me i don't really do that anymore um and obviously he came back and did this one but um but, but yeah he was kind of acknowledged the same thing like that's not where i'm really at of which is a shame i i i, I really enjoyed i think we're very lucky that we got to grow up in that era of, of that type of filmmaking for for spielberg um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm glad because I have a lot of, um, good memories from those movies. I just, um, maybe it speaks to he, maybe he wasn't the right person to, to take it over or take it back again. Uh, you know, I don't, not, not knocking him, but, you know, it, it does feel like he's lost some of that spark that made these movies and that character so compelling. In, yeah, it's maybe a fair point of if that. It probably a genesis for this is probably better of Spielberg and Lucas having a young filmmaker coming to them of here's my ideas because I am overflowing with ideas of this franchise that I love. Yeah. As opposed to, okay, well, what else can we do now? Which is, which is super ironic because that's actually how this franchise got born. It was born out of Spielberg, not getting the bond movies and, I think and a I couple wanted, of times going yeah, at I want to get to do that. Yeah, going at uh Eon to try and to try and make him because he was so excited and Lucas said, "No, we're going to make our own James Bond. It's going to be way better." And you know, a lot of ways they were right up to a up to a point, but I think they're definitely pretty... definitely in the 80s it was better. <laughs> oh yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah. No pigeon double takes uh, at, at Indiana Jones. <laughs> so, all right, on that note, I'm going to take a quick break. I'll be right back. Yeah, I, I'm not. Anyway, I'm not trying to uh, trash talk Spielberg. It, it, it's just <laughs> I do wonder, you know, if if with having him step away and and having maybe some I'll call fresh eyes on this, I'm curious to see how 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 this goes. I mean, because uh, James Mangold's going to do or he's doing he's done the new one. Yeah. Um, I really liked Ford versus Ferrari. He also did. I think he did three ten to Yuma. Yeah, um, I think he did Logan. Logan, okay. Um, dude, I think he did it. one of our early ones for him was Copland. I've never seen that. Um, it's pretty good. I've, it's I've pretty good. Things. Yeah, I thought that Scorsese yeah. did that one. Uh, I don't think so. It feels 
No, he he, he did it. You're right. But it, I, it feels like a Scorsese. Maybe it's because of the cast. It's got Leota and De Niro and Kaitel. So <laughs> and Stallone. Um, are uh, from like the love of for the franchise uh, that when. And so that's why I was curious how my, I would be on this one if I'd be very into defending it a lot more because it's a little bit like, I don't know, it was such important to me. Like Raiders is my favorite movie. And I, I, as a kid, I loved it and always been like a part of my life that I get defensive when I hear other people maybe criticize <laughs> things too harshly on it. But then when, because you have so much love for it, when I talk about it, I'm probably making the same criticisms of <laughs> of things, but I know it's coming from a place of love. <laughs> so I, I, I mean, I I loved these movies too growing up. I think that was my that was again. I I think I brought too much baggage to going to see Crystal Skull. Of, it's hard. It's my hard expectations way. were just set too high, and it's, it's also we are at an age when this came out where it's like early mid twenties. <laughs> where like it's a prime age to really think you're smarter than everyone else and shit on something yeah for not and being what you think it should be y- y- yeah that that's uh, that's yeah. a very well said i was 25 when this came out <laughs> i think you're yeah. the same so or i wasn't even 20 i was still 24 when this came out so i think so were you so it's you're right it's it's not a good it's just not a good age to catch the audience that this probably really appealed to when, when they were kids. <laughs> um, interesting. Yeah. Well, we were probably in a weird place. If we were 10 years older, we'd probably potentially start to have kids of our own where you're taking them to it. And that, um, or 10 years younger, you're right in like a wheelhouse for it. But that age is kind of a, <laughs> not the, not the greatest, not the people you necessarily want to talk to about movies in my opinion. <laughs> No, I, I think you're right. And I, 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 I also, to your, exactly what you said, I think back on what my movie taste was in that time period. And I was probably pretty pretentious and obnoxious. And um, I actually think my movie taste yeah. has gotten more broader and, and, and varied than it was when I was younger, for sure. Yeah. And that is something in a, in a good way. Yeah. Good way. And something with my own kids is they start, to, they're starting to get to an age where they're going to start to get more to adult themed things a bit and it's still at 24 there are things you encounter where it's like your first time seeing an idea or your first time encountering it so it seems like mind-blowing and brilliant to you and as you get older you maybe kind of get oh the, like the world's been around for a long time like just because this like philosophical concept i had not seen before and someone put it in a movie, it's not as brilliant as I thought it was. And just because this movie doesn't have like a heady philosophical concept behind it, but it's just well executed, like it's still good. Like it's still like, yeah. And it's yeah, it's a weird, a weird time to to make a movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so any any <laughs> thoughts on the ending of this? <laughs> I like the wedding. I I I like that. There's there's a little bit of redemption between Indy and Marion. Um, it does feel like they put a good punctuation on on 
the plot in um from Raiders. And uh it I don't like that it feels like Marion has been sleeping with every one of Indy's friends <laughs> for the last 20 years as a character choice. That feels very weird. <laughs> um and un you know unnecessary yeah, and, uh, but it's a little uh, odd her whatever her story has been yeah i think she's got some bad dad issues because her dad was also an archaeologist so it's and, and indy was apparently dating her when she was a teenager <laughs> he was in his 20s so that that doesn't sit well um but no i i i like the the wedding and that they punctuate it i also like that they do the hat thing with mutt and then he doesn't actually get the hat and that was yeah and he takes it away kind of good in a, in a weird way and, and actually the fact that shia LaBeouf didn't end up getting it and yes. stuff actually is kind of satisfying of like yeah. nope not for you <laughs> like that i liked that i thought that was really yeah that made me happy because it, it it doesn't go the full distance for what you think the movie's gonna actually do <laughs> it's kind yeah, of a nice, pulls nice choice the rug out a tiny bit of that expectation which is good what they yeah yeah um no I, I i i enjoyed it i um to your point though it, it, it it's a little it, i i do wonder who else is in that room <laughs> like what is, yeah, the, what is yeah, their yeah. actual involvement with indian marion yeah it, it's <laughs> from what we've seen in indy like i don't i don't know how many invitations he's sending out probably not a but lot. then it's like he's also been teaching at this school apparently for years um like he must have friends like, and you probably need to invite everyone and... in your department yeah the college like <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um no that was uh i um i don't know i i thought it was okay i i i didn't in terms of the ending i don't understand what happened with the crystal skulls themselves and what that yeah was supposed to 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 is mean. it they re, they get them back together so now they have the power to like return home and that's like that's kind of what it seems like but I don't understand why they kill or why it kills um uh Spalco like what what's so that and that actually that kind of ties into what we were talking about with um seeing things like seeing concepts in movies of it really bothered me with her she set up as being really smart and so yeah. she returns in his face and she's like tell me like i want to know everything and it's like all right i, I think anyone would realize how that is a stupid thing to say and it's like i'm just seeing it like, oh your mind's gonna get overloaded with information and you've already seen that happen to a character in this movie like saying i want to know everything is obviously gonna be like a hubris thing yeah. that like destroys you <laughs> and so it's not like a great payoff where she's literally asking for it compared to like donovan um, donovan donovan with the yeah. the, uh, the the thinking grail. i found this like it needed to be like it couldn't be like that literal of her asking for it <laughs> of like this her being like like i'm ready like for the knowledge or like open my brain to like more possibilities or like in that like blows up her mind or something but yeah, uh, yeah I, I'll, I'll i'll pick on it again i, I think it, it feels like there, it's supposed to be like the, the mistake that donovan makes is his intentions are coming from a an unpure place yeah and because of that 
he's killed for it. And it feels like they're trying to do the same with Spalco, but they don't give you enough to let you know that's the case. Well, they support that, that when they talk about the skull won't talk to her. Like it talked yeah. to Ox and talks to Indy that obviously doesn't trust her motivations. Um, and then they destroy her at the end. But it doesn't. Yeah, you don't know where that's coming from. Like, you know, um, in some of the other movies, like, oh, like you're you're bad and this sacred religious object is not as like senses the evil in you. Yeah. And it's like I, these interdimensional beings. Like, I don't know what their motivation is. Like, <laughs> they're, they're against communism. <laughs> uh, the, yeah, I, 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 I do think it's supposed to, it's supposed to be a moral comp comment on, on Indy and then what Spalko's motivations are or what the, the Russians motivations are in this. But Again, they, they do a very poor job weaving that that thread uh, for, for the audience. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it They know where they want to land at the end. So yeah, it lands exactly. there. And, but it's just kind of like, OK, well, we have to be here because this is how these movies end. Yeah. 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 I, I did laugh um, at the end where uh, the, where the Russians are following these little markers uh, that I guess Mac is leaving behind to help <laughs> help them follow indy's trail i just kept thinking i'm like do you do you really need them like it seems pretty obvious you just go in the big temple <laughs> yeah. like, it seems a pretty like one-way path to... yeah, like, i don't think you need them uh it's a funny boy and they weren't more than like maybe five minutes behind him so i feel i feel like as as they got into the uh in, inside the the temple they probably would just hear them and they could yeah away. just keep on going yeah it's like guys well, also i've had found funny at the end is in the in the temple there are these like people in the walls yeah what are you there uh-oh we froze the people in the walls froze people will, like come out to like i don't know i forget God damn it okay you're there. good keep going go 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 all right so the, the, these people in the walls of this temple i was like so what, what so every morning they get like sealed up in the wall like in case someone comes today like <laughs> how yeah, long have they been day. doing this that's like, a long day <laughs> Thousands of, years. I gotta, <laughs> Thousands yeah, of years. Yeah. Uh, honey, gotta get to work, man. It's gonna be a rough shift. Sealed in the wall for eight hours. Yeah, let me do some. <laughs> let me do some ham today's the day. <laughs> I gotta do some hamstring stretches just in case I have to actually <laughs> yeah. pop out of this thing today. It's, a, it's it. It feels like they had to do something tropey from an Indiana Jones movie standpoint, and that's kind of what this is. But it yeah, doesn't it, really make sense having like the blow darts and the walls coming out, or like the test the trials at the end of crusade just like, yeah, yet i actually think guards you, in the walls that, that, that's a good point i think something like a trap like that would have probably been better here than than just having um indigenous people hanging out inside of a rock <laughs> but it also goes to the weird motivations it seemed like they like they want the skull to be returned these beings yeah they don't wouldn't want them stop is is like what is like what are the What's motivations? The, Who are they really coming from? Who's doing what? Like, it it, yeah. it, again, it again feels like maybe a a poorly done version of the the cabal that is helping protect the Grail in, in Last Crusade. Yes, exactly. But, but their motivations they they can articulate their motivations and what they're what they're trying to do. These guys are like, okay, what what are the yeah? You don't want no, they, the skull returned, or like you do? They just seem like what? they're kind of treated like wild animals that just live in the in the wall. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're part of the people from the people under the stairs. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, sorry, I, I went on for a long. What did you think? I mean, how did you feel about the ending? Um, by the time so for the the interdimensional being stuff, by the time we get there, I'm kind of just like, fine, this is what we're doing, and like, okay, <laughs> it's gonna be a big spectacle ending, and it's like, okay, this thing's spinning, and our our heroes are able to just barely escape, and like Max too greedy. Um, so that causes like a problem. It's like, okay, I've seen this before, and like, I don't, I don't care that much about this crystal skull stuff for it. It means nothing to me, but like, fine, this is going to be the big ending of the movie, but we know our heroes are going to get out. Um, and it's like some nice moments when they get out and they're like, they're on the top of the thing together of kind of being a family now. And so there's some emotional beats there that I do. I do like, and I do like seeing for the character. Um, and then I wouldn't mind, <clears throat> I guess if you knew there was going to be another one, I wouldn't mind the ending, there being a, an ending with those FBI agents coming back. Yeah, the FBI agents coming back and, and having... Of some kind of thing to like kind of have the character. I think the wedding is good. I mean, Marion's beloved from Raiders. I think that's um, about as good as you can do. Like, oh, Indy and Marion finally get together um, in the end. And it's because you have so much from Raiders to carry over to it, you believe, like, okay, like they could finally get together now at this age and have it, like, have, things would work. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so I, I don't know. I like it. Uh, yeah, I I I I agree. I I think for all my for complaints. a movie with so much wrong with it in the middle <laughs> to actually have the final scene kind of work and pay off emotionally is pretty surprising. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a it, it does feel like the middle of this movie is a mess. Again, I I, I enjoyed I enjoyed the first probably 30, 45 minutes of this a lot. I wish I wish they somehow been able to remain cohesive all the way through but yeah but it didn't work for me but i guess the end paying out is more of the legwork of raiders and not this movie you're so, right i guess right. that kind of they're 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 trading on borrowed time you, there you're for... getting to <laughs> yeah you're getting um, to borrow the emotional beats from a different movie to end to yours make one, to make yeah, this one work to make them work yeah 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 that's a good point that's an excellent point but um and the, the end of the day for me though you know, it's still a movie where Harrison Ford plays Indiana Jones. So <laughs> I'm going to be not, pretty on board. I'm going to be pretty on board with that. <laughs> fair. And it, uh, again, I, I shit on this movie quite a bit. Um, I think its biggest problem is not that it's the movie itself. There's issues here here and there, but it's that it, it's history is it's coming from one of the best franchises that that's been made. And <laughs> that's a pretty... And yeah, it's really and, not had any bad movies until this point. I think Temple of Doom was the the low point, but even that's not too low. Yeah, so. and it's probably like we talked about. I think the way technology changed, it just is jarring. It doesn't really feel like an Indiana Jones movie because the look is so different. Yeah, yeah. and it's hard to. At times, it's jarring, and it. Whereas, yeah, if it looked like how it looked when I was a kid, it probably would feel a little differently yeah. in a lot of the scenes of so, how it plays out. But all right, so what would you rate the set? I 
I don't think I'm going to, I, I was thinking I might change my rating after we talked about it, but I'm not going to, I'm going to give this two and a half out of five lead lined refrigerators. <laughs> <laughs> How about you? Uh, three and a half Shia LaBeouf's. <laughs> um, interestingly, I don't see his name in the cast for, uh, for mm. Dallas Destiny. I, I, not shocking. Although that'll be the big payoff at the end. It's a secret. <laughs> it would be wild if they did that. Um, it's this has a gigantic cast. Um, I would uh or or if all the marketing has been a misdirect, it's not Harrison Ford, it's Shia LaBeouf as Indiana Jones. <laughs> the whole movie. I'm I'm not against it. Um, <laughs> not against it, but wow, there's people in this whose credits are uh Salah's grandson. It's like, oh god, this is gonna be definitely old indie. Oh man, yeah, we're old. Um I look I I probably shouldn't be as down on this as I have been. It, it, it's just, it, to your point, my expectations going into it when I first watched it were so high. And I think that was a mistake on my part. To uh... and, Yeah, and it's also like the franchise, and you, can, you just can't help but compare it to some of the highs in the franchise, and it doesn't, it doesn't reach those. So it's, you're not, there's not as much to like rave about. No, there's with not. With it, where it's easier to be like, oh, like this didn't, didn't quite work. I, I should have said Whereas the stuff that works is more just solid. Yeah, right. And I, I actually don't mind the the idea of making indie older. I think that's a fun it's a fun dynamic they they can play on. They do a little bit of it yeah. here. Um and it's a character that works well for because he's always kind of been improvising like behind the eight ball a little bit. So now that he yeah. has the age to overcome as well, it has to be smart to do things it, yeah it i um uh, i liked it i liked it i thought i thought i thought that aspect or that that using that element works for the movie and it's fun because you do to your point you do get legitimate harrison ford stuff or you know it's not it's not yeah and he can still do enough physical stuff um where yeah, it's still actually, a fun adventure i'm actually impressed he's even still making any of these because he's he is 80 yeah yeah i'm really curious how that yeah because at some point he's just gonna get old yeah and like oh and like and i I mean obviously in like some of the star wars stuff like yeah he's old but they not like i don't know like he's gonna look and feel very different like oh he's like oh i'm worried about him is he okay (laughs) i uh i mean it, it is crazy that ford is playing 10 years younger than his actual age for this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah. Credit to um, him. <laughs> no, and he doesn't, he doesn't, he looks good. I mean, I, I watched some of the red carpet yeah. stuff for him and, and he looks, he looks pretty good for his age. Um, uh, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I hope since Dial of Destiny is coming out next week, I, I really hope that it is not something where they have to do the, the no time to die route and they gotta they've got it they feel like they've got to kill him off i i, I want to see this character go off and i can't imagine i can't imagine ford being okay with that i i wouldn't think so either i just yeah. i hope i hope they're smart enough to play it that way and i hope it's not all predicated on like his life being fucked up or you know <laughs> mary marion being killed by somebody or you know i i just give him a yeah, good it is gonna be off tough of who is he going after to save her my understanding who's in danger was phoebe waller bridge was his is supposed to be his goddaughter okay and i think that's 
sort of kind of who's his the, impetus for for yeah call, it's called action but a um, short round the yeah kind of character then which is which I'm, I'm i'm okay with and is maybe a good way to do it without if you're not going to bring mutt back for whatever reason yeah. so um i don't know we'll see i'm gonna right. i want to be positive about it and not such be such a shitty curmudgeon. yeah i'm just happy i mean <laughs> Yeah, if you're getting another Indiana Jones movie, you might as well be happy to be getting one. Um, otherwise, yeah. just don't go see it. It would be, it's like... Yeah, don't 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 say yourself up for failure if you think... Yeah, if it annoys you already, like maybe just don't go and just and, sit, watch Raiders of the Lost Ark again at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah you piece of shit. You know that'll be good. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, you six people listening to this. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> So I think we're going to drop this one pretty quick. Um, maybe yeah. Later, later today when we actually do this. Uh, yeah. And then could we already have Crusade recorded to drop next Friday? And yeah. Crusade's recorded. And then we need to do Temple of Doom. And then Temple of Doom. And, and Raiders. Uh, to... Raiders. And then I guess at some point we have to do Donald Destiny too. Yes. So Yeah. That'd be an interesting one too. Okay. I'm, I'm but not yeah, sure at least we have Crusade already. <laughs> yes, go. we do. We got one in the can. One Thank the can. God. All right, buddy. I will see you later. All right. Have a good one. Goodbye.